right, you want to do the song or what? No such thing as art. How's it going? Episode four of No Such Thing as Art. So, so if you're still out there listening in quarantine, yeah, in quarantine, Quar- quarantine land. <laughs> it's kind of, it's one of those things, man. It's hard not to talk about because it's all that's around. But yeah, we're all. I mean, we're all pretty limited as to to our activities. So that kind of limits us to what we can talk about here at the beginning. If you didn't hear, I opened my beer. We are trying out. It's uh, not exactly local, local, but it's definitely within the state. Yeah, Tommy picked this up. I'll let him say the name. It's a Post Tree Stand Juice Box IPA by Mobcraft. Uh, I'd like to point out that I didn't know it was an IPA uh, until after I Tommy picked it. an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that to be known. And it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't suck. Um, it's Let's try it here. I haven't tried it yet. You already opened yours. It's pretty good uh, for an IPA. It's not... It's a, I'll read the description. Post tree stand juice box. A juicy India pale ale to celebrate Wisconsin tradition with the bitterness of being in a tree stand and the juiciness of the hunt. A way, <laughs> a, way, <laughs> a way to refresh as tree stands and dirty pointers dance in your head. Hunt responsibly, never drink while handling a firearm. The idea was submitted by James Wankowski of Melton, Wisconsin. Melton, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Camouflage can. It's not better. Uh, it's definitely got you know like a more what a, a, a crisper, fruitier aftertaste. And I love that. That's the kind of IPAs I like. Like I, I know uh, I I do pick IPAs quite a bit, but these juicy ones, uh, they just leave leave a good aftertaste in your mouth. And, um, yeah, it's cool because Mobcraft's actually out of Milwaukee. I, I got to see, um, I got to try one of their sours in um, Milwaukee. And I'll, I'll just speak to that a little bit just because it was something I did before yeah, yeah. all of this. I actually went and checked out. It was the grand opening of the oh, Laugh- uh, Laughing Tap. There we oh, go. Okay. So, anyways, yeah, checked out the Laughing Tap in Milwaukee, and that was really cool. Um, they, they served all sorts of the different Milwaukee uh um, brewed beers, Mobcraft was one of them, and I got to try their sour, which I didn't quite enjoy. It no. wasn't like I forget what the. I'm sure they have a few different sours, but like that one was, it just did not sit well so in my taste palates. Everything that I saw about them, they got a, a bunch of different kinds. Um, yeah, but all their ideas are submitted from, um, from. I don't know, fans, customers, what did you call them? Yeah, yep. <laughs> so, like, the we had the um, the Milwaukee Stout, I think the Milk, sto- milk Stout we tried. Um, that one was submitted by some guy in Illinois. Yeah. The idea for the can art and for the flavor. Looks like a cow. Spots. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> you think milk, you think cows, man. It's, Looks like a cow. I think it's really, I think it's a really good marketing scheme for the can. I really think they did a good job. Yeah. Looks like a cow. 
All right, so <laughs> it's called Muwaki too. Muwaki. <laughs> uh, I love when they do that, the play on words thing. It's it like gets a, me every time. It's like a cow. It's like a really it's good like, dad joke. It is a good dad joke. <laughs> so, so speaking of which, um, remember your local businesses, guys. Like you're still able to go out there and try these beers yourself. They're at most stores and stuff. Yeah, like. since liquor stores were deemed essential. <laughs> Since we don't have dispensaries to deem essential, yeah. I mean, at least they threw us that bone. Well, that was uh, alcoholics. You can actually die if you don't have alcohol every night. So that was the whole thing behind that. It's technically essential. And how many people <laughs> in Wisconsin are alcoholics? Let's be real here, guys. Okay. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check out. Get out a little bit. Get out of your house. Listen to us on the way. Go pick up some food somewhere. Yeah, and just continuously listen to us, like, all throughout the day. Yeah. Yep. Bump them numbers up. So what else you been doing to stay busy, Ross? Um, Watching a lot of Netflix and, uh, I don't know, trying to keep up with the house. But in the end, Netflix wins. Yeah. I've been eating my stockpile of really good foods and, you know. Just watching a lot of television. <laughs> so, uh, what shows have you been watching? Um, I kind of well, I got on this one, Dark Side of the Ring. Okay, uh, it's about wrestling. Yeah, I think you had talked about that before. Is this continuing from a, a season? A previous yeah, season? so they had one season out. They just uh, released the first two episodes of the second season. Uh, the both episodes were about Chris Benoit and that whole crazy story and. Chaos. But yeah, it's a documentary series. Uh, It's on Viceland. Came out last year. The first first season started. I think there's seven or eight episodes. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's about all the stuff that goes on, you know, when the cameras go off and all that. Like the the legal disputes even between them and stuff. Yeah, the real drama and like the wrestlers going back and forth from the WCW to the WWF. Yeah. And that's where your lawsuits kind of came from. Right. And it's interesting. Yes. A lot of them. And it's interesting too, because like, I didn't realize that wrestling had been as big as it was. Yeah. For as long as it has been. Yeah. Well, you talk to a lot of older like people. Yeah. They talk about the different territories around the country, which are like pockets and they make tons of money. Yeah. And then Japan, it's really big. Yep. And in Mexico, it's really big. And um, so a lot of the, like, superstars that we grew up watching had all come out of these different territories. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was it was super interesting. Uh, learned a lot of background stuff. I know McMahon really kind of had taken that, what he had seen as, like, great opportunity to, like, make this, like, a, a national thing for us. He was the one that definitely made the most money off doing Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he, McMahon freaking he basically took the best from each territory yeah. and made them all their superstars, you know? And, yeah. And it's just crazy to, like, find out the the real drama that happened and, and all that stuff. Um, one of the episodes I know coming up is about uh, Owen Hart. You okay. Remember, you remember how, how that went down? Not as... He was... Uh, I think it was a Royal Rumble or something. He was up at the top of the arena. Oh, yep, yep, yeah. But I don't know. I, they go into conspiracy theories. They talk oh, to, it like, might have been, oh. Yeah, they go into all kinds of different theories and, like, I might have to overdoses. check this out. Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm not really a big wrestling fan, but, like, I, I've i been around, like, it was popular back in, like, the late 90s. Yeah, right, right. I grew up watching, like, Hulk Hogan and, like, 
uh, Jim Hacksaw, you know, mm-hmm. and like uh, Macho Man, Brandy the Savage. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, you Ultimate know, Warrior like, was one of the coolest. I think I think I I followed it as I got older. It was it was like less and less. Yeah. I remember still like uh, probably like my freshman year of high school, like ordering a pay per view event and stuff like that. But I don't. I mean. I got out of it pretty quick, you know, like, so it's definitely not something I follow in my 30s, but yeah. definitely the sh- I, I really enjoyed the show. It was interesting. I found a lot of it interesting. Um, and then another one I've been watching is, uh, like, right now, Epics and Showtime are, um, if you have Spectrum, it's on demand, and they're free of charge. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, I stumbled across this show called Slow Burn. And um, it's an adaption of a podcast, uh, and it it goes over like um, a lot, like the Watergate scandal with Richard Nixon. Yeah, uh, and it, it talks a lot about like a lot of the things that we don't know as you know, just regular everyday Americans. Yeah, some uh, of the it, information as yeah, it goes a lot more in depth and tells you a lot of behind the scenes, and then it's interesting because it draws a lot. Of parallels to our current governmental situation, mm-hmm. and um, they kind of highlight some of those parallels. I'm only two episodes in. I think there's five parts, maybe six. Um, but so I'm still working on that. But that one's definitely got my attention right now. Right on. I haven't heard of that one. That's the first of it. I know you had talked about that other one though. For me, I've been watching, or I just got done watching Tiger King. Yeah, everybody has. Huh? That's what, that's people out there that still haven't. I'm not gonna lie, I've been watching the entire thing yesterday. That's so. what, <laughs> yeah, fascinatingly it's, stupid. It's, it's insane, man. Like it's just, I, I think we can cover this for a little bit, honestly, because it's one of those like, it's, it's such a phenomenon. I think right now people needed this because of what is going on. It is such a crazy story. To take away from, you know, just the dim, dreary... Yeah, it definitely takes your mind off of everything going on outside of your living room. That's for damn sure. It sucks you in. Joe Exotic has got to be one of the most just interesting characters I've ever seen ever. Like, you can't even come up, make up a guy like that. I honestly thought I was watching a movie and Jeff Foxworthy was the main character. (laughs) Not gonna lie. He even sounded like him. Yeah. I read read The singing ain't him. So, yeah, yeah, I read that it was, like, two other guys, and, like, he, like, quietly sang over the top. Yeah, yeah. You could tell the guy couldn't even... Yeah, until he barely talked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you hear the songs, and it was like, what? I mean, I guess if Ozzy can do it, but I don't think Joe Exotic quite has the no, uh, I don't. <laughs> magic that Ozzy has. Well, it's the thing is, Ozzy, Ozzy already had a reputation going for him. People just want to see Ozzy get up and perform. People don't want to see Joe. Well, people might want to see Joe Exotic now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, he's, there's he's a big celebrity. There's yeah, a, that they made a big splash real fast. Cardi B, I believe, said that she's uh, oh Jesus, she, she's running a campaign and trying to free him or whatever. Thank God. <laughs> somebody what, should. So <laughs> we need that man to be our president. It's, it's, <laughs> I can't believe he didn't get uh, the governor. That was yeah, the, I can't. Be, I don't know how he would. For those of you who haven't watched the show yet, watch it. It's seriously, you will not, you will not be disappointed. It will pull you in from the start. We were talking about before we started here, um, the the drug dealer, yeah, the the former drug dealer that supposedly they modeled the movie Scarface after, yeah, and then the news broadcasting lady from Oklahoma City were the only two like normal, relatively normal (laughs) people on this goddamn thing. Yeah, it is unreal. 
No, I, I read someone. Someone wrote earlier. It did. It, uh, it was like a zoo and a trailer park collided, <laughs> <laughs> and that was a lot of them. Like you look at Carol. Her big thing was Big Cat Rescue, you know. She was rescuing these cats. I love when, Bullshit. Hey, the first episode like, when they pull up, the producer's like, oh, she's dressed perfectly for yeah, that. Because you know they want to show how ridiculous this is. She's a fucking whack job. Yeah. So they have her. I mean, it's just insane. Like, the and way then the zookeeper that got her arm... Cut off. It was like yeah. super. Like she's like nonchalant about like, it. Hey, you lose your arm. She just comes with the zoo. Like, yeah. <laughs> the whole time they're shooting her, she didn't move. She was all in that one location. Yeah, sitting there with her one arm. Like, what? Acting like it was just another day in the zoo. <laughs> She what got me, and that's what they cover kind of in that help the cult mentality behind it all. And you really see it with uh, what was his doc or whatever that, um, yeah, he he is like multiple wives and stuff that he yeah, had, yeah, that like started that when started they were like 17, teenagers. 16. Like you can see, it was definitely like he just looks like it too, the way he acted. Oh, and it, stuff. It, well, what does he say that? What is it? Bhag- Bhagavan means Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the way everyone he makes every, like he tells people that's his real name. Yeah, I think it's like Tim or Dan or something like that. Right, just something very. It generic. is. I read, I read it somewhere. Something very normal. But yeah, I mean, out of them all, honestly, I think Joe took the best care of them. Like, if you see like his, but he he even yeah. But he, what did that producer say? He made a show like centered around. Projecting the idea that this dude took good care of these animals, but he yeah, didn't. yeah, and they lost a lot of the other footage that they had gotten too through things that had happened, fires that just so happened to happen a lot, I guess. Just <laughs> so I'm just convinced that like no animal like sanctuary, at least exotic animal sanctuary owner, is a normal human being. I'm convinced they're all bad shit, fucking crazy. Well, did you hear uh, Greenville's got? Shut down just recently? Yeah. Ah, so, I mean, that's bringing this back local. Like, I mean, that's... Bring <laughs> <laughs> local. All right. That's what we like to do here. So, I mean, that was the same. I remember they had uh, a lion there, I believe. And uh, you'd see that thing in its cage, and it just looks so sad. Well, you could see on the on that docuseries, like, uh, there was a, a shot where it showed that he sold something to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was probably, yeah, that's probably where it came from then. Because oh, it was and it was the tiniest, guys. tiniest little cage, like it barely had enough room to like they had like a laying down area why, and why, could like face back this? and forth. Why is this a thing? I don't know. Why are there more exotic animals in, in isolation? Yeah, that's what bugged the hell out of me too. Than are in wildlife now. That's so fucked. Put, up. put them on like a safari. You know what I mean? Like that's what like in Africa. Like that's why they have those safaris. Like you have these places that they're able to be in the wild. But it's pretty much a huge fenced-in area, so you can still keep tabs on them and stuff, and still research them. But they're free, and then you can know, go man. into these safaris, and but it's just so weird. Some bonkers shit. That's it for is, sure. Definitely. If you're one of the three people that haven't watched it, definitely check it out. Yes, it's worth a watch. Definitely. At least watch the first episode. It is really stupid. I, at the end, I could, you know, I couldn't be too hard on myself for getting sucked in. <laughs> Because everybody did, but yeah. at the same time, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, am I really gonna? Am I really gonna watch episode number two and continue <laughs> down this road? 
But then that's Netflix too, right? They're like shoving it down your throat. Here you go, next episode. Two seconds in between (laughs) episodes. And if you don't get to the remote fast enough, you're fucking stuck there. Yeah. For another hour. It doesn't ask you if you're still watching until you're already hooked. (laughs) And then you're looking for the controller for the opposite reason. Like, of course I'm still watching. Like, all right. (laughs) So, anyways, um, today on. Uh, no such thing as art. We actually have my sister, Aww, Leah. Special show. She's a a local artist slash photographer, and um, just all around a really good person. Comes from good, uh, what do you call it? Good stock. <laughs> hi, yeah, hi there, guys. I'm hi. sitting in the studio, and she is holding a gun to his head. That's what <laughs> making me look stupid. Welcome to the show. You always do this. <laughs> Thanks. No fighting on air here, guys. Yeah, we'll yeah see that's that. we'll see. How, actually, we never really fought growing up. That was one of the things. Like once in a blue moon, like. But if we did, we got it on tape. Yeah, it was. It was on tape. I managed so, like, to kick your ass once for you to learn. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he was a good big brother, except that one time. That one time that we got it on tape. Yeah. I smacked him across the head. <laughs> I sat on her. <laughs> you pushed me and i was like Fuck oh you. no oh no i'm thinking of the time i had on the taiko video camera i just you like hit me and i just sat on your head yeah that's what i'm talking about oh, you okay. didn't sit on my head did you i thought i just sat uh, on we're gonna this have to review the footage well, after, i know yeah, this is, it's been a long time memories are only like partially accurate yeah we all remember no. them the way we want to exactly. yeah. so a lot of time it's mirror image so, <laughs> See in my head, I just envisioned him sitting on your head and farting. That's what. So like, I no fart my though. Own story. I don't. Like, no, there was. What, okay, was <laughs> right up here in the head. If he wanted to irritate me, he bleaked on me. It wasn't yeah. farting. Yeah, ooh, that's gross yeah, too. That's what, that one time. In the it's not of spit. <laughs> it is. Oh my, yeah, <laughs> our mother drove her nuts in the middle of church. He could do it out of the side of his mouth. Oh, weird. So really good at it. Yeah, he got it in my eye one time. So and I freaked out. You know, I was like, oh my, because it came out of nowhere, and he's trying. To like keep his shit, his shit eating grin off his face, and the mom's like, "Because my mom would know." It's exactly like spitting on someone. Uh, it's not spit; it's gleek. You're like a, you're like a llama, dude. That's why I know. It's an overactive spit gland I have, and actually. It always. Uh, <laughs> did you self-diagnose? Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, a dentist did. Um, and I was, <laughs> it was real. Okay. Yeah. So like, I was at, the, and every time I'm at the dentist, I have to warn him ahead of time. Like, I just gotta let you know. Like, wear I'm. Wear your face shield. Uh, wear your face shield. I'm a squirter. Oh my god. <laughs> it only gets a laugh out of him. <laughs> Until you so, squirt him. Until yeah, this too, and they're like, oh, he won't lie. Like, no, they they actually. It's funny because it happens. Like I, it's like a geyser. That thing will just go off. And I, can't, I can't control it. This is <laughs> so weird. I, don't know. I don't know if I want to be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> this That's why I, I don't tell with. anybody. Okay, so <laughs> we're all silent. <laughs> let's let's, let's kick knows. off the this episode. Between the three of us. Yeah, this is. Ross is going to cut this. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, what kind of art do you create, Leah? Um, I am a photographer and I am a painter. So, as far as a style, what would you kind of classify yourself as? For photography, I would say that I am a candid photographer slash portrait photographer. I do a lot of weddings and families. Um, my favorite is smaller one-hour sessions. Yeah. And uh, I like getting people interacting with each other and just being their normal selves. With so, them. that's where the candid kind of comes in, yeah. like for weddings and stuff. Yeah, that's my favorite part of a wedding. Yeah. No, I've seen... Uh, you. Uh, 
definitely do a very good job of capturing the uh, Happy. the happiness of That's like the cool. event. Definitely. Cool. And are not looking at the kids that are screaming in the in the corner that are <laughs> hating it because they want to just fits. go home. I get that too. Just don't put it well, yeah, it's so what you want to get those things too, though, because those are memories, you know. Yeah. Like some of them, not all. Of them. <laughs> and then, uh, kind of as your your art as well, like your your painting, you uh, see yourself as a specific style, or do you just kind of like run with everything? I kind of I. I'm more of a custom art person, so my specific style, I don't, I don't really know that I have, I kind of, um, I work with people on what they're looking for, um, and yeah. then regarding whatever we're making, I'm, I'm, I have more of a cartoon style, I guess. I'm definitely not doing realism or anything like that. I have more of a cartoon style. When I remember growing up too, uh, dad had that cartoon book that you had grabbed yeah. and uh, I, I remember you copying a lot of like the pictures out of there and that was your early on kind of starting to learn art. And from there you really, I'm, I'm very impressed with where you blossom with it. Me, I need like a ruler and stuff to draw things huh. or a computer. I do a lot of things digitally, <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's not like something I've never really, like, I don't like have this pull to do it. Like, I don't yeah. feel like I really, for a while I was doing it with the graphic art with the t-shirts, but that was money. Um, and, and then, like promo posters. Yeah, I like promo posters are fun. I'll do those yet. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a different style of art, different different medium for it. Once again, so it sounds like you both kind of got like exposed yeah. to art at a younger younger age with yeah, your dad. With and dad, yeah. um, so how long have you been doing like both photography and painting, and and um, like what kind of got you set on that path? What got me there? Uh, well, my dad, for art, um, he's always been an artist. He does a lot of awesome stuff. That's basically everything that's hung up in our house is stuff that my dad's done. So oh, right on. So we see it all the time. Um, so I just basically took a crack at it growing up. And then, like Ross said, I when I really started committing, it was when my dad bought a cartoon book, and it intrigued me. So I started copying ways, you know, basically all their drawings in there to learn how to draw more cartoon style. And then um, just kind of went from there uh, with photography. I already fucking forgot the question. How, like, how long have you been doing them? Both of them. Oh, it's been time frame. It's not like <laughs> why I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> Back well, up. That, that too. Yeah. Well, okay. So always with, with art, I just have been doing it all the time. And then with photos, um, that started when I was 18. Um, I got my first nice camera and then it kind of just was word of mouth i did one session and it went from there oh right on um but with painting i got into painting that's usually that's that's what i like to do most um with art and uh, <coughs> that i got into around 20 years old because i took a class at in college oh right on do you have a specific like like oils acrylics you you kind of talked to me outside of this about that like what which mean yeah, which mediums do you prefer to use more? Prefer. So I started I learned with oil painting, which I think was a good way um to start because it it's seen as a harder harder um paint to work with. But mm -hmm. now that I've started with it, I actually find acrylic to be dip more difficult because of how quickly it dries. I got used to it taking a week for something to dry and then I could walk away for two days, then come back to it and still rework an area because it was still wet paint. Um and then I had to get used to it um when i started using acrylic that if you're starting an area you're fucking finished right? <laughs> otherwise you're shit out of luck so um i think that 
my most favorite is acrylic at this point now. Um, basically because I have no patience. Yeah. So when I'm making something, I want to get it done as quickly as possible. Yeah, Most right. efficiently. I mean, uh, I'm still trying my damnedest, but um, it helps when once you finish, uh, it dries in three minutes versus yeah. telling your client, oh, um, you got to wait a week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to fuck it up. So yeah. we got to yeah. wait. <laughs> well, and that's one of those things, you know, any, I know dad was always, hard on himself of when a piece was done yeah. you know like he I felt know. like he still could do especially with pencil he used a lot of colored pencils yeah. so you well, can always it's like you know with some of the other artists we've talked to too like even when you think something could be done like you could always go back and like rework it yeah like perfect something more on it that's hard uh, my boyfriend makes fun of me because when i feel like i'm finished with something i set it out on like a counter or space or something and i stare at it and i back up and i go close and i back up again and then i go get some water and i come back and i like stop at it and stare at it again he's like what what are you looking at like, you don't understand i'm analyzing the fuck out of it like, yeah, right. i need I'm to make sure everything. everything yeah this my most recent piece there was i made a lot it was a lot of trees and um there was one part of the, i'm like this cluster it was a cluster of trees okay i'm gonna get all worked up about this. there is a one part of it that just was not blending i'm like i understand that there are layers here but i'm not saying them. you didn't put them there so <laughs> i had to go back and like make sure that the depth of field was there that's good I though that's you know that's why you do it right to yeah. get it right you know you do it until you're content with it yep and then throwing in a towel learning when to throw in the yeah towel. right yeah. you can definitely you can definitely go too hard on something and Take it yourself crazy. Yeah, well, you, and you like get it to the point where it should be, and then you know you keep reworking it away from where you had it, mm -hmm. and then you got to backtrack on yeah. that. Yeah, sometimes less is more. That definitely applies with art. Yeah, right. There's definitely a balance there too. When I remember, I had this instructor I was uh, in a class with, who uh, it was just like uh, this thing in Colorado that uh, my dad and I did that had said something about. Uh, how don't th overthink it too much. You're always going to be able to add something. Like you just got to be able to know when to kind of move on and go to the next thing. Yeah, because it's time and it's time. That's why kind of the whole the classes. For those of you that don't know, my sister was the instructor of that class. So what kind of class was it, Ross? It was it was actually, um, it was what was the place called? Painting with a twist. Yeah. So you go there, and you, um, they had all sorts of. This one it was a screen, like we we used like a, like a window screen. So you did different mediums. And yeah, stuff? Oh, yep. That's cool. So then you had to take like uh, um, plaster, plaster uh, joint compound, and like put it on joint compound, uh, joint compound. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then put it on here and texture before you paint. Yeah, adding that's that was which a is the opposite bizarre. of what you normally do. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, that's definitely something different. Yeah. Yeah, that that uh, whole class was all um, veterans, all people that have been there doing the normal paint on canvas shit, and then besides we, us, right besides you guys, you're the end, huh? And then yeah. Oh yeah, and then um, <laughs> so it was for us equally frustrating for all these people that felt like, oh, I've been in here ten times, I know how to do this. Yeah, and they were like, hey, we're working with screens and plaster, and Something they're like, that, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were signing up for, but you know, they just. Did, you know, it didn't quite understand. Well, I read getting themselves into. I read the thing before we signed up for the class too, and it sounded intriguing. And say, like, oh, I've never heard of this, you know. So it was a unique, uh, unique avenue of art that I had yet to have seen. Yeah. 
Yeah, adding texture before the color. Bizarre. Well, and it turned out cool. We ended up doing this little, uh, this um, hummingbird that's going, uh, putting his nose in a flower. Cute. Yeah. Real cute. Very you cute. You have yours hanging up? I have mine up in my living room. All right, so Eric has his as well. My boyfriend also is in this class, and yeah. uh, I don't let him put it up. That's right. <laughs> I let him put that on the wall. We did have it in our his well, our his apartment uh, in Colorado, and because um, he had nothing to put on his walls, I'm like, oh, babe, put this up here. Look at how good you did. And now that we live together, I'm like, oh, maybe we can put that in a basement when we have one. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, that would look really nice in the storage unit. That's right. <laughs> 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 oh, the dogs need something to look at. <laughs> Put it in the dog room. <laughs> Couldn't stare at Dad's eyes. <laughs> good, good. Always keep going with that. You know, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> He's a. He actually paints too. He paints cars though. So when we found out we had that in common, mm -hmm. uh, we you know we're pretty opposites in a lot of things. And then all of a sudden he uh, was talking about painting our car and then he was talking about the different paints and and was telling me what was a blue green and what was a yellow green and i'm like shut the fuck up you know <laughs> you know the difference <laughs> and so we were able to connect on like colors for a while it was like this is so cool oh my god and then i was learning like what pearl means and that just fucking means glitter on a car you know so yeah. he was telling me like all that like metallics and you know it was Quite fun. <laughs> yeah. That's a unique way to connect with yeah. somebody. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> cool. No, and that's uh you guys both uh had moved out there at separate times though, but uh I know you went out to Colorado first. Um how was the art scene out there compared to the valley here? Super cool. So downtown Denver is called Reno District or Rhino District. I don't know what the hell they I say Reno. I think that's correct. Um and they had a bunch of mural art so you'd walk down this road and it was basically a bunch of graffiti um art from a bunch of different artists it was really awesome and i, I utilized that for photography as well i would have senior sessions down there um because it was really neat to have that as a backdrop but i didn't really like i i knew i could do art here in wisconsin but as soon as i moved away to colorado and got myself isolated basically i didn't know anybody i was able to focus on me and my shit so i got into my own art and photography actually quite a bit more after i moved out to colorado and i don't know if it was because of my environment if maybe because i was seeing it in a bigger city yeah. right. that it was like oh sweet yeah i can do that too like i want to be a part of that community maybe yeah. I do you think Do you think that you would have been as motivated if you hadn't gone out there no definitely not i gave my time everybody when i was here like yeah. i i couldn't wake up a single day without already having plans yeah right i didn't have time to like focus on me and my own stuff so when i left and had just myself and my dog it was i had all the time in the world yeah. like I, I finally started um applying myself with my painting art um and then i got into <coughs> mediums as well i i tried wood burning um watercolor just other shit other mediums and yeah then, um, found out that I could sell it, you know. Yeah. I, I hadn't sold up until I had moved to Colorado. That's awesome. Yeah. Because otherwise it was mainly just your photography that yeah. you were. Yep. I had, I, uh, my photos were, art was weird because art was something I always did and I never considered it something that would be an income later in life. Yeah, right. But the photography also, it fell in my lap. It was something that I didn't necessarily think of 
like growing up, I wanted to do, I want to be a vet. Grandpa always brings that up. Yeah. He still thinks of me being six years old. I'm like, I want to be a vet. And just, <laughs> as soon as I found out I'd have to kill them as well as help them, I'm like, no, yeah. right. So <laughs> got away from that. And I'm like, no, Grandpa, I can't kill an animal. <laughs> I don't think he ever understood what I meant by that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just kind of, it morphed into um, what I did when I moved up to Colorado. I started doing like part-time jobs. Uh-huh. And... Um, just to earn money because my stuff wasn't consistent enough to like, what is that? Sustainability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had a full-time job at a gym. And then once I quit there, I really committed to, I was like, well, if I'm not going to do, I tried the full-time thing once <laughs> and I <laughs> fucking hated it. it. So <laughs> we're going to have to make this work. Yeah. But, sink yeah. or swim at that point. Right. Yeah. yeah. I made it work. Like I learned a lot. I learned how to be, more of a business person for my full-time job. So I definitely learned from that. And then I had more confidence. That's awesome. So you think they kind of played into um, like kind of influence or inspiration for you for that? Like because of the fact that you didn't want to keep a full-time job, it kind of inspired you to work on stuff more. Yeah. Um, Are there any other things you can really think of that you pull inspiration from to work on certain pieces? I know you do a lot of commission pieces, so it's like almost like, Hey, can you do this for me? So that's where inspiration kind of comes from. Hey, yeah, I'll try that. Yeah. Um, Mostly, I think my motivation to create right now is other people's wants and needs, which is, I think, something that's, I mean, I always wanted to help people. Yeah. And so I just didn't necessarily think this was the way to do it. And now that um, I make custom things, custom art for people, it definitely fulfills that part of. Uh, a need for me to help people and like make yeah. them happy. Well, because it's custom, definitely. Yeah. Right, and it's cool because it kind of creates your your niche, right? Like yeah. that's yeah. there's not a lot of people, at least that I know, that are doing taking the approach you have taken, and uh, yeah, it kind of you know it creates that individual stance on it. Yeah, it's fun. I like I like uh, people's ideas too because when they're coming to me with them, they're pa- obviously passionate about it. If they're gonna pay bucks to, right. to get something made, yeah. and so a lot of times um, it's it's newer things that I've never tried before. So I think the most difficult thing with choosing custom art and trying whatever somebody wants me to try um, is pricing it. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm like, well, yeah. I've never done this before. So usually the first time it's like way cheap. And then um, after that, I can kind of get a gauge on, well, this takes me this many hours. And uh, it's if I fucking hate it, definitely the price is going up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I I'll hate, still do it. Yeah, I'll still do it. But I am suffering this whole time. So I know shoes. I, uh, when I went out and busy out there, you were doing a lot of shoes at that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like just kind of uh, custom shoes for people, whatever That's the theme cool. they wanted. Yeah, that for was it. fun. That was a boredom thing. That's what happens when I uh, I, I need something to do because I sit at home and work for myself. <laughs> and I don't have any projects at the time, so I'll go to Hobby Lobby and look at whatever's 50% off at the time and then start creating with that. And I think that that's how the shoes happened. I think Goodwill, it was, had a sale on, on white, white, shoes. white canvas shoes. I'm like, all right, this is the time. Goodwill <laughs> is talking to me. So <laughs> I grabbed a pair and then I did it Harry Potter themed because I'm obsessed with Harry Potter and um, ended up selling them. So that was cool. No, first pair my roommate wanted. <laughs> and then he was my advocate. There you go. Like, that's yeah. awesome. That's so, cool. So that kind of like leads into my question here. Um, 
like about you know like what what do you create when you're not commissioned to do a piece uh and and what kind of how do you decide what you're gonna do yeah um i don't necessarily ever feel motivated to create something for myself i think i was just talking to my boyfriend about this yesterday Uh actually i was like i i don't i don't have any i love harry potter i fucking love harry potter and i won't make myself any Harry Potter art to put on my wall. And I have a whole corner of Harry Potter. Like it is it is committed. And it would be a perfect Very spot. cool. It would be a perfect spot. And I just don't I don't take the time to do it. And so um I think I my motivation is making going to like I said, going to Hobby Lobby and deciding what I could sell. So it's sure. my motivation is to intrigue other people, even if it is related to something that I'm curious about. Most uh-huh. most like 99% of the time it's going to be Harry Potter themed because that's what I dig. And so, but there's other fans out there. And so they see like, that's what happened with the shoes. I made the shoes and then it was, Oh, I'm a Harry Potter fan. Can you make me a pair? And then it turned into other fan art, like somebody who plays a video game nonstop. They wanted, video game shoes yeah, right. superman yeah. or something that's uh, pretty Airbender. cool what is and it? i imagine like a, for, like a lot of parents would dig that for their kids too yeah, yeah. yep actually that's a that is a something else i need to get into because i've just been doing adult shoes and then hobby lobby has been having their kid shoes on sale so there you go yeah i feel like hobby lobby's always got something on sale yeah like always every time every week they have different sales I heard they were staying open and not paying their employees. Yeah, I just... Yeah, there was... Bad stuff. I don't know. Google it. There was there was this uh, article I can't I say saw. one way or another. Yeah. I, I can't cite my source. Yeah. No, they, but... They're a Christian-based company. Are they just saying, do it for Jesus? That was exactly... He <laughs> said it? He said that God had fun. given him a message. What yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, did he give it to all of your employees? Too? Yeah. Like, that's... is that... He, his divine... That's weird. Yeah, so... You're going to have to start going to uh, Michael's. Right. No, I, well, it depends. Now I'm going to have to Google. <laughs> if this is real, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think hard on it. It might not alter me too much, but I'll see. Well, it's like anywhere you go. Like the Jimmy John's. I'm still going to get Jimmy John's subs because they're amazing subs. But everyone, that was the whole thing was Jimmy John himself was like hunting exotic animals. No, that's so. Papa John. Or Papa John? Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. Mr. Whole time. Thank God Jimmy John's wasn't suffering okay, from your business. Get your John's right. I, I thought they were all a big Scrubber happy John's. family. I thought, I thought Jimmy and all the John's. Scrubber I thought Jimmy John's. and Papa just went hunting together. <laughs> no, no, Papa he was like anti-Semitic and like I've heard that stuff. Racist. And yeah. Like no, I, anti-animals. And like. Yeah. No, I swear I had heard something about Jimmy John too, though. He's off the handle. No, I don't know about Jimmy John. I don't think Jimmy John's a real person. No, he. That, I, I, Doesn't he talk? Really there's bad? a picture. There's a picture of him and the Nina one. I know. No, I think but you're thinking of like the machines guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting on the John family here. <laughs> Sounds like our family. Every uh, every week we have a different business idea. Yeah. Like a clear, concise thought out, like, this is how we're going to make this it, happen. Plan of it, yeah. yeah. Execution. Yep. You know it would be really good for a business? <laughs> every Christmas, that's our topic. Well, I know Dad one was talking about, like, getting, like, blow up, uh, like, jump houses and stuff and doing parties. Oh, and, and then kinda, I paint faces. Yeah, right? and yeah. then yep, and then uh, so I've been to clown school, so I, we would entertain <laughs> just, the kids. Just gonna say you were gonna be the fucking clown. Yeah, yep. Well, you went. Yeah, you went to school. <laughs> I went to school to be a clown. I remember your outfit. That's that you what, guys had. Did you have a face like a face 
painting yeah, thing. Like, yeah, yeah. There's like three different styles time. of clowns. There's the white face, which is the hierarchy of the clown. Is like are mimes yeah, considered like a, clowns? There's, there's a high, there's there is a level of clowns, and your 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 bum clowns, you know, the hobo ones. Yeah, those are the bottom, the ones with the sad faces and okay. stuff. They're the ones who just constantly get shit on by the other levels of clowns. <laughs> like they're the yeah yeah. So what the, the <laughs> size? Co- this was a college. <laughs> yeah, it's the UW Fox. Oh they my had, god! Yeah. What the size? <laughs> what level of clown you are? Uh, your paint. Your what you you uh, choose? Oh, you ch- you, you kind of, choose to be choose, at the bottom of the total. No, well, that's the thing is some. So like it's for honor. Though. It's for yeah, yeah like <laughs> I I personally I went middle of the road. I forget what it's called, but it's more of a cream colored face, and you still have a smile and stuff, and you're like the in between, like the John Wayne you're, Gacy. Is he like a king? Clown that's what he's. What? I, what was he? White face? I'm not sure. I think he was all white and then happy. Yes, yep. That's that's the hierarchy of it. The, the <laughs> ones that are like completely white face with like the red happy smile see so those, those are the ones like socially outside of clownship that you need to look out for. exactly they right? think they're they think they're above everybody the elitist clowns clowns yeah oh yep. he's the top clown yeah he's yeah oh, he's scary as shit he also the bozo and juggalos juggalos are right below the hobo clowns like the bottom feeders like it's okay it's, you said juggalos and I like in my head was picturing what a gigolo was, and I'm like, why the fuck is a gigolo getting incorporated with clown culture? Okay. No, the ICP. Clown. ICP. Do you ever heard of a juggalo? No. You heard of oh. ICP juggalo, though? I'm assuming? No, no, no. What the fuck? There's uh, it's a combination. They of mostly gigolo just and... smoke meth and drink fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably the most accurate this, description I've ever heard. There's no like clownship to it, clownsmanship to it. What I thought was funny was uh, <laughs> who the hell was talking about um, driving along with a uh, yeah, it was clown a comedian, at ICP. Wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden. Uh, it was this clown that goes to the uh, the um, whatever their big uh, fest is, Juggalo Fester. Oh yeah, it was There's a name think, for it. I don't know what oh, it is. Oh yeah, it was the standard. It was Bobcat. I think. Yeah, Bobcat I think it was, was Bobcat. Yeah, he and did a show at a Juggalo yeah. Fest. Yeah, and he told the story it's, about the, the, clown. the clown that was driving the golf cart got pegged in the head with a can of beer, and he passed out for a little bit. And he's like, I'm real hurt. You need, to, you need to steer, and, and these people—they would just see this clown and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> this is juggle life. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want any part of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, this has been very off topic. This episode, <laughs> right back then, the John this family. Is, this was Ross's original art. Uh, all right. So speaking of art outlets, are there any mediums that you may have dabbled or used to use um, that you haven't in a while um, or ones that you haven't tried at all that you'd be interested in trying? Yeah, um, actually, digital digital art is something that I'm very interested in right now. I have all the shit for it, but I've sat down and tried it or dabbled, dabbled, dabbled. You know, <laughs> uh, for maybe like three times total and it is extremely frustrating but not frustrating enough for me to call it quits yet it's pretty it's fun it's art i should say it's going to be fun i think but i need uh i need to sit down and watch some youtube videos i I hate doing that it's like the worst thing to do research but you gotta that's all that's how you research stuff these days is youtube we've talked about that you're open to to universal suggestions too right kind of like 
like you're open to a lot of ideas that could take you different paths. Right, yeah. And expose you to new things, which is cool. I, I like that. I feel like I can relate to that heavily. And we've definitely talked to a few other artists that um, that really subscribe to that, you know, that try not to limit themselves to one certain style or medium, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. It's encouraging, you know. It encourages people that maybe have uh, apprehensions about doing that, about venturing outside of their comfort zone to really, you know, to not be afraid to to try something different and create something of your own, you know? Yeah. it's. I mean, I think I generally have the assumption that somebody else out there can do what I'm doing ten times better. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> That's I'm good, gonna... though. That, that, that yeah, keeps, keeps you, you humble. Yeah, yeah. It, keeps you, it keeps you working... On honing your craft and, and yeah. zeroing in on how you want to, how you want to put your artwork out, you yeah. know, yeah. for and sure. Morphing my artistic self. Well, that's all you can do. That's, I mean, honestly, like even like in the comedy realm of it, like you get up, you do, you can do open mics. Not everything you do is going to, is going to stick. Not everything you do is like a Mona Lisa, you know, it's like, going to be like awesome. Like awesome. No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> trying, I've never heard trying to connect yeah. even the Mona Lisa wasn't awesome until no. like many 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 years after, after the exactly, creation exactly know? and that's that you can see that with comedy even too people who were kind of uh, taken for granted during their time like Mitch Hedberg right you kind of like they're like um, sacrificing for their art right yeah. like um, I mean I don't know yeah yeah definitely and you see that with musicians too you know, I think um, one for me would be like Blind Melon. You know, I didn't yeah. really appreciate them. Well, I was pretty young away. then, too. Yeah, and then down the road, I look back, and now, like, I, like, genuinely appreciate what they created. Yeah, dude, know? they were an amazing band. Yeah. Um, I love the song talented. Skinned by them. Yeah. It's it's, it's this fun-ass song. And it's all about like, an uh, yeah, no, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he, he does use other body parts. That's to make, the bubble uh, surfers. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but the whole song is basically about Ed Gein and like how he, he made furniture out of people. And it's like, I'll make a shoehorn oh, out of your shin. Yeah. For anybody that's <laughs> taking shin. note or keeping score, that's another local point. That's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it Can't all comes hammer? back to northeastern Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah. We make we're, the best serial killers. We're more relevant yeah. than people think. <laughs> There's a show. Let's see. What is it called? Um, Shiza. American Horror Story. American Horror okay. Story. Yep. yep. Um, and... It has a whole season, the hotel season, and there is a guy, a serial killer is the main guy, and then he has a party every Halloween. So all of these people, like past serial killers, like come to life on Halloween and are able to sit around this table and have a dinner with each other. So they have, like, basically everybody from Wisconsin was around that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sweet. (laughs) I honestly didn't realize how many were. They're all, like, really overly friendly with each other during dinner time. Like, how you been? How you doing? Hey, the mac and cheese or no? (laughs) (laughs) Talking about crazy shit and, like, it's normal. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) To the point, you guys, I mean, if you guys are serial killers, that's not funny. No, don't be a serial killer. We're not condoning serial killers. 
But if you pack, pass the mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah. right. Then we can talk. Then, we can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I love that show. I uh, I only started watching it on the season, uh, the second clown season, right? I think there was a cult involved. It, so it was pretty recently. Uh, and then I kind of went back and watched a few seasons. Maybe that's what I'll tap into later. I think I still have like three more seasons to check out. Yeah. I'll have to check out the, the Wisconsin the Wisconsin uh, season. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Eric's least favorite. It's my that's one of my favorites. I didn't realize the hotel that one. It, the hotel one. Okay. Yeah. I'll have it's to got Lady Gaga. Out. Yeah. She's the main. She's the main. She's Biddy in there. Oh, there you go. All right, I can I get think, down with that. Yeah, she's pretty great. Yeah, it's uh, one of those shows that every season they, they'd go with a different theme, so I that's pretty cool. I hated that. I found out. I, I didn't want to watch it until second season, and then, sorry. I'm like, no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it until second season, and then uh, I, I'm like, oh, I have to watch, obviously I have to watch season number one. Yeah. I watched it, and then learned after I watched the first season that that is not, I've never seen anything like that before. It's all <laughs> same characters, completely different plot. I'm like, yeah. fuck off. I invested hard <laughs> in that first, first season. season. Second, second season like, was following. What's going to happen? Yeah. Oh, I was mad. They're like, nothing, because uh, we're going to start a new story. Yeah. yeah. That was actually how Halloween was supposed to be. The movie's Halloween. Oh, really? They were actually going to start doing, because I think it was the third one, that um they have like the TV. They don't even have... uh um, the normal antagonists in there. Uh-huh. They just have, uh, like, it's the government or something, and they're going to, like, put this ad on TV with this, like, uh, this jack-o'-lantern. And based on what's playing, people have been subconsciously, like, pulling this information from these commercials, and they're all just going to go crazy. Really? Yeah, it was a weird, that's weird... That's a weird concept. Yeah, it was totally different than any of the I'm other I'm glad Halloween's. it didn't go that right. Well, and that's... And well, they didn't, <laughs> it didn't do well. So they were like, all right, let's go back to what we know and what people love. Yeah. Um, there's a, a, a couple shows do that format where they use the same cast and then each season is a different premise. Uh, there was one for a while. I don't think it's on anymore, but I think it was called American Crime or something like that. Uh, and each season they used... I mean, most of the same cast. There was obviously different, you know, changes and contract deals and bullshit or whatever. But it was mostly the same cast and a different different premise for a story. I know that one derived a lot of their stories from real-life uh, events that happened around the country. Okay. I was really good. It was like a super serious drama. I always like when things are based off of real stuff, you know? Yeah, right. I like, feel it way more. Yeah. It's like, that shit really yeah. happened. I yeah. mean, it might be like an over-dramatized version of it, but yeah. like Orange is the New Black. Like, is that I'm, real? Is that real? It's, uh, well, I'm, certain things about it, like certain aspects. Because there was actually a Piper, and she wrote the book, Orange is the New oh, Black. Oh, and they kind of. Yeah, and Genji Kohan, like, who made Weeds, which is an amazing show, um, decided to. Kind of pick up that story and make her own thing with it. I think that's what's going on in, in media right now. Is a lot of the the movies that I want to go see were books. Well, yeah, cool. right. Or like um, like that show I was talking about earlier. A lot of shows or docu series are coming from podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think oh, Tiger cool. King was a podcast first too before. Well, before it was Netflix he, made it a docu series. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I know that uh, um, a lot of the footage they got was just from. Joe Exotic's just Joe Exotic TV. Yeah, Joe, yep. <laughs> I mean, he had a whole, he had his whole own thing going with that. He'd have his music videos and stuff. Right. And 
Right, but yeah, so like that whole story before Netflix turned it into a documentary series, yeah, was somebody had made it into a podcast and, and was talking about story. the stuff, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a book. I'm hearing that <laughs> you get a lot more of the details and background information with the podcast, From the podcast. yeah, and then you know you, they trim the fat and still tell a story, yeah, doing it documentary style. Well, and documentary styles are always cool. I it mean, can look change at, the entire narrative of a story. It's insane. Yeah. Like what we're gonna do here. I mean, we see it is. even on our <laughs> on our everyday media intake. You know. Yeah. It's not you can go two complete opposite directions. Yeah. With the same footage and create an entirely different narrative. It's nuts. We yeah. It's just and you look at a lot of like docu series that have done that. Look at uh, making a murderer. Yeah. How, how like that? Just the out the outcry from that, but. You find out all the information that they didn't add to right. the, to the documentary, and yeah, which is nuts. Open. It makes it it makes it harder for everybody that's uh, open minded and trying to sort through and figure out what's real and what's not. Yeah, it makes it a lot more difficult, you know, and and just trying to find that balance can even be hard. I mean, you watch 9-11 Loose Change, and you figure it's, we did oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, I haven't watched that now. I don't feel like it. Oh, that's... We can hook you up. I think Dan copy. probably still has a copy. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was insane. It's You're this whole thing. that we did it? Well, it's, it's, it's all... It's arguing? Yeah, and it's like... Oh. Yeah, there's like the, the theory that like the gover- the American government was involved. Yeah, and kind of... In happening. But, you know, I mean... And then there was, there was such an outpouring of information available and, you know, we were all, everybody that was halfway interested was left to pick it up and sift through and try to decipher what was real and what wasn't, yeah. what, what was plausible and what wasn't. What I liked is uh, South Park, of course, those guys are going to, you know, make a satire of whatever they had where the the kids are going, diving into this 9-11 theory. And they find out this info, and then they go and they actually see the president, and he's like, "Right here, we have this top secret information in this, you know, binder here, and you'll you'll never see it. You're never gonna see it." Oh, and he drops it on the floor, and he's like, "We're just gonna go out the door now." <laughs> like planted it there for them, right, like, like making a, it seem it's like, like a sleight of hand yeah. on a governmental level. Yeah, yeah. They're, try, they're trying to they, because they want people. They're like, "Look over here," <laughs> but they, they snap wa- their fingers up to the right, you know. <laughs> and the whole thing behind that is they they wanted the information leak. They wanted it to seem like the government did it because people are going to be afraid and listen to a government that. They think did it. Right. There's even so though they did fear bombing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, deep. oh, it's we were involved and then like oh, we were actually, but we do not even think that. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a deep rabbit hole, that's yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. And there's always is. Remember remember my roommate, he was pretty heavy into that. Uh Justin? Yeah. Oh my god. Conspiranoia was a book he had and it was like this it 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 connected all the conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> it is. Conspiranoia. Yeah, it's It's gotta be a thing at this point. It was was the title of a book, so it was like conspiracy and paranoia put together. And uh, yeah, he's the one that got me started. He gave me the uh, the the, was it the commission report, the nine eleven commission commissions and omissions. Yeah, and I mean it was a thick book, and I read the whole thing. Yeah, come out with anxiety. Uh, No, I handled it well. I think I was. Not informed enough 
going into it that it that it fucking shocked my whole system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely I'm more open to ideas at this point in yeah. my life. You know, I, when he helped me out with at a young age with that too, because he was very much was very schooled and it all had all the books and stuff. Right, and, and I mean, even if you come away not necessarily skeptical, but with questions. That's good. And yeah, and like yeah, not just eating what you're spoon fed. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's like that's our yeah. Schooling. <laughs> you guys keep going. I'm gonna take a break for a second. I'll be right back. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, um, are there any other or forms of art that really intrigue you that you may not have been a part of yet, or something that you've gotten kind of involved in? So, say like singing and stuff or acting. Oh, oh my gosh. I did not know that this is what that question was. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't really want to get into anything. Um, well, comedy, just because you're into it. Yeah. Um, and I then, think you'd be good at it. Well, well, you keep saying that until I'm all like. That's, maybe I should give it a try. Yeah. We have the personality. And just seeing your class that uh, I went to. That's what No, it's. <laughs> The art I class. Really yeah. Nice right <laughs> yeah, you can't see. She dressed up for you guys. That's what, but uh, which my dad was quite upset about, though. She was not dressed to help move some of the stuff over at my house into the trailer he had. Things that I uh, I didn't know that he needed me. Well, and you should have. No, obviously. <laughs> he was irate. You are not dressed to move stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not. Uh, do you need help somewhere? Sure, I can do that. Yeah, we got it done. So. It's all that's important. <laughs> um, so you think uh, yeah. getting into comedy? Yeah. I think that when the night you told me and then you introduced me to a female comic um, after one of your gigs, yeah, I considered it a little bit more. Um, and I thought it was hilarious how she said, oh, it would be really nice to have another girl uh, be involved Rochelle, in this. Because, okay. all, yeah, because all that I get right now is about penis and marijuana yeah. you know, and, drugs. and I was like well guess what I, on my way home my entire bit that I wrote out was about dicks and marijuana <laughs> I'm like I don't know that I'm going to make her happier but, but it's always we want to hear the female perspective yeah right yeah. exactly a female perspective and like a more pleasant voice than like you know your typical dopey dude yeah. <laughs> different perspective is key well, and, a lot of, like, the, and that's the stereotypical stuff for men for women a lot of times it's talking about their periods that's always <laughs> seems to be like the one thing that that they but see. Go. It's so much easier for men to like talk about what they talk about, yeah, than for women to like get up in front of a room full of people, yeah, and talk about shit like that. Yep. You know, uh, that's one reason I admire women comics. <coughs> I think a lot of them step way outside their comfort zone oh, yeah. and and find that they can crush it and then go on with it, and it's. Betty White's one of my favorite. Oh, dude, she's and she steps Old out of the comfort zone. For sure, OG. Yeah. yeah, and she. I mean, one of my uh, favorite jokes from her was, "I don't understand why uh, they they use the term pussy for someone who's uh, who's weak at something, because uh, if she." Men's men's testicles are much weaker. You hit a man in a testicle, he's down. <laughs> but a pussy, a pussy can take a beating. That, is, that was anyway. Like, yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> it's like wow. That's right. funny. So that's like stuff like that, like being able to touch on subjects like that. Like it shows you that, and it makes it so much funnier because it's a woman. Like if a man said that, like. I mean, it, you'd still get your last, right? It doesn't, not, have, the, like, doesn't have the impact. Doesn't have the impact, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe that might be like part in my future somewhere. But I think I, 
I'm not as comfortable. Like, I can get on a stage and teach a class. Yeah. I'm teaching them something, and they're not really expecting anything out of me besides me teaching them how to art, which right. is something I'm confident in. Yeah. If I were to get up and start doing, like, a bit. And, people like, expecting people laughs. laugh. Yeah. I'd, oh, my God. <laughs> I, hard, I would it's hard. Up. It's oh, yeah. hard. You got to learn how to, like, take, just like anything with your art and stuff, too. You got to know when to take the criticism. And... I had one. Okay, listen. <laughs> I did a pair of shoes, okay, and it got shared to a fan page. It was um, Air, the last airbender. Yeah. And um, somebody, it was their thing that they were into. I painted it for them. And then someone shared it to a page and it got a whole bunch of likes. Okay. And I felt what it would feel like to be famous for <laughs> about 24 hours. And I fucking hated it. I had, <laughs> it was not positive guy. Like all the comments, it was like, Oh, it's a bit bland. It's a bit too straightforward. For I'm like, I don't even fucking watch this show. Asshole. The fact that I got the stuff on the shoes was an accomplishment, you know? And so I like felt crushed by this. It Fuck was it. literally. Next time you get Pokemon. Yeah. yeah one man, I felt like the need to explain my so... whole life story to this one asshole. You know, he wasn't even that upset about it. he's like oh he did compliment part of it you know? <laughs> but overall it was pretty negative and i'm like i can't i'm never fucking doing this again <laughs> i mean that was my last honestly that was my last pair of shoes not that it might have been a psychological <laughs> that's why i, I will dabble in shoes i'm again. never doing shoes again <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's funny you're gonna find that though people are gonna uh, everyone's critic especially uh your keyboard warriors that are sitting there behind yeah right behind the screen they're Trolls. gonna say whatever yeah and that's where like i know dan spoke so about just love to watch the world burn yeah right? exactly and they're, and while it's burning comment on like oh, someone gasoline. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's one of those what, things what did dan say dan, dan said help with the, with the doing the uh the online comedy and stuff shows with that. Oh um, yeah, be prepared. Uh, being pre- yeah. like for a comment section, and yeah. I see a lot of truth in that because because uh, even when you're good, people are still fucking still, assholes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Even when you're killing it, yeah. there's still somebody that's gonna, gonna rain be on like, your parade. Uh, I could have done it better. Yeah. Or, uh, it Get up and do it. Then. You know, like I'm too good for that performance. Yeah. Yep. I say, see, like. That drives me nuts when you see like docu- like not documentaries, but movies. You see like movies that do like a second one or bands that put out like another album. And then people are like, oh, I like their old stuff better, you know? And it's like what I feel like a lot of those people just say that to say that. Yeah. I you like know. that you said that because <laughs> I like to think that I am an empathetic person and I'm very considerate for shit. And then someone will like t- will say something like that, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm actually a dick. Like I <laughs> have said that and meant it, you know. And and but that's true. Like why would who who the fuck cares what you think? Right. You're not. You know, I think I said that about Mumford and Sons. Yeah. They went from like more folk lordy to right? yeah. Right. Is that the folk folk folky? Folk, folk rock. What's a folklore? Yeah, I don't right? know. Folklore. <laughs> folklore. Oh, that's more like writing, right? Yeah. Tales. Yeah. Okay. Tales. Get your shit together. Leo. Stories. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, it runs in the family, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But they did. They started like throwing in electric guitar and more like, I don't even plugging know in what more. it was. Yeah. yeah plugging yeah. in more. And then I was like, hey, this isn't what you did at the concert that I went to. <laughs> I really liked the banjo and the mandolin and all that stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, but who, why would you say something like that? Publicly especially. Like, fine, if you just mention it and, like, and if you actually mean it. You right. Know, like, you yeah. can like something better. Right, if fine. you have legitimate reasons that you can state and back up that claim, right. 
that's fine. That's a perspective that you're putting forward. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I feel like a lot of the people that say it, just say it to, like, because it's a trendy or, you know, thing to say. Like, Bandwagon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like The other thing yeah. you hear a lot, too, is, like, the bitching about bands at concerts playing yeah. nothing but the songs off their new stuff. album. Yeah, right. Like, well, but how the hell else do. are they supposed to get but their see, new stuff As right. far as I see it, when people are putting out, like, a new album or, or a sequel, you know, we kind of touched on on good sequels the other on our other episode with Dan. Yeah. Um you know uh it's an artist that's taking a different approach on something that they already created that set a standard, right? Especially in in a market where you depend on the people, the the listeners and the viewers to um, enjoy. Yeah, to right. Enjoying. And and so I see there's a lot of artists approaching it differently and trying to expand the horizons with it yeah. you know so i definitely i think i i am i appreciate i appreciate them differently you know so like like tool is a great example yeah you know like from the time they came out with undertow which was in like 1992 to um their most recent one fear inoculum that came out last summer yeah you know I heard a lot of people say, like, oh, their old stuff's better. It's been 20-some years. Yeah. Like, if they're putting out the same album they put out 20 years ago, yeah, then right. they probably shouldn't be doing that. Every great band is, has uh, adapted with time, actually molded. You look at the Beatles. Well, how like, they changed I'm not their a sound huge Aerosmith many... fan, but look how many decades they survived. Yeah. And you listen to early Aerosmith compared to like later on, yeah, like the um, Dream On, right? And then you listen to the song Jaded. <laughs> you, that's that's two different bands, yeah, you know right? I mean? Like you would. Can I just say something really quick? Go ahead. I was at a friend's house last night, and they have rental properties, and one of their renters moved out and left all of their old CDs. So let oh my god! So he goes, "You guys can take whatever." We're like, we didn't know where they came from we thought they yeah. were just his cds so we're like, <laughs> we weren't really comfortable we're like yeah. i don't know that we listen to the same music dude. like i don't know that it's worth going through these was it all like did. jock jams and this is what i call music now. <laughs> right it, actually now 22 was in there i did take it i did already j i jammed to that one first and it was awesome <laughs> however there were a bunch of aerosmith ones that i grabbed up van halen um poison I grabbed all of those. Yeah, and they're like modern records, man. Yeah. Those are killer. Yeah. Especially if they're not all scratched up. Yeah. Oh, they were skipping. I was pretty disappointed. Uh, so you there's a way if you take toothpaste and a terry cloth and you buff that area with the toothpaste and then you just slightly dampen the cloth and clean it off. Uh, there's 95% chance it'll play. That makes me so happy. Yeah. I didn't know that. I just learned on one of a BuzzFeed quiz on Facebook that <laughs> a penny used to do that with records. It would help for skipping. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You put it on top of the needle. Oh, that's how you did it. See, there's more weight on top. So it stayed in the groove yeah. instead of following instead of the falling. scratch. Yeah. Clever. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. You know that toothpaste is also good when you're getting a zit on your face? You put it right on there, and something in the toothpaste takes the <laughs> Toothpaste has more than one use, guys. It has three. Wow. So far, yeah. we, we offer life hacks here on yeah. the show as well. <laughs> life hacks 102. <laughs> <laughs> We've stepped up from dental floss to <laughs> toothpaste. Yeah, I was popping my zits with dental floss. 
Really? <laughs> <Girl> <laughs> <laughs> I was taking off skin tags. like mom taught us to use our fingers. I was taking off skin tags with dental floss. Wrap it around and pull tight. Oh my god. That's how we took out tea. Dad would wrap shit around our tooth to get it out. pull it out with the door, yeah. We're like, come here, let me see that. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'm just going to wiggle it a little bit. Yeah, just let me see it a little bit. Okay. Then you cry because it shocked you now because it hurts. Yeah, it did. Why did you do that? That's my tooth. He could only get us with it one time and then we didn't trust him. So it was always a different thing. It's very convincing. Yeah. Oh, man, when I was two years old, it was Christmas Eve, I remember. Maybe it was three. I was pretty young, but I remember, like, super, super vague hints of this day. And we were at the Fox River Mall, and I could tell you where I was on the sidewalk outside of it. And I was walking on the curb, and I biffed it, and face first, I knocked out my two fucking front teeth. <laughs> and so for three days, my family made me sing that stupid song. <laughs> about not having my two fucking front teeth. <laughs> and then I, yeah, I got these guys put in and. Oh, yeah. You, oh. Yeah. Were they your adult teeth? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how old I was. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they not. I don't know. I don't know what they did. This is what we're talking really about. Young. Memories are only like 85% reliable. I want to say that I've been good and strong since, but I, I don't know. So those yeah. are fake these, teeth. No, these are real. I chipped them. They're, oh, <laughs> you just chipped them. Okay. No, no, I knocked them out at first. So, yes, I guess those are my baby teeth. So I've had these since a real young age. Okay. okay. I got a good chip out of my one front tooth. I was really sick and I passed out while I was peeing when I was there. <laughs> Really <laughs> sick? Were you sick on beer? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it I actually I remember because I kind of like I I was waking up to like the bathroom door at my parents' house hitting me, and they're like, "Are you okay? Are you all right?" And I'm like, uh, "No, I'm blood everywhere." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, uh, uh, please come and assist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not okay. I repeat, I I, I, I had to. Tuck it away real quick. I remember that. that oh, yeah. I'm like, tuck what away? What are you talking about? Because I was, because it was, it was like mid pee. So I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm like, you were hiding it? What do you mean? You were hiding that it happened? I don't get it. Stop looking at my smile, mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No, uh, I, I, I had to get uh, root canals after that. That sucked. Oh, dude, those are gnarly. Those suck. I hate yeah. any dental work. I think I'm just going to get them all ripped out. I have my wisdom yeah. teeth pulled get, out. Uh, implants. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm basically going to get metal teeth. There you go. It's like missed the operation, but it's totally worth it. Like Jaws on 007. Yeah. It's a hard... Yeah, dude. Just think of all the beer through braided wire. Think of how easy it'd be to shotgun a beer for me. That's <laughs> You know what I mean? Dude, Lon, Lon already grabs the top and can rip them off with cans. Gross. Yeah, I know. I lost my two front teeth at the same time, too. Um, and then the way that we made fun of it, nobody made me sing songs. I don't think my mom definitely had to get a picture of it. And then my brother, yeah, we both got pictures missing our front teeth. Yeah. My brother grabbed the disposable camera and we did a photo session, a hillbilly photo session. <laughs> so mom had so is that your family. like early inspiration? Probably. Your Honestly. <laughs> well, yeah. My mom like would take pictures all the time and then she liked to scrapbook it. So like, <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm sure that my photography came from that, but sure. that's one of my favorite scrapbook well, pages. And that's cool version. though. Cause like it taught you to appreciate like those moments that you capture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like that they're important. Things are important. Yeah. That could be very true. Mom's scrapbooking might've been one of the things yeah. that got you into want you know pictures yep 
Yeah. That's pretty cool. And that was, it was cool. She made us scrapbooks of like when we were younger and stuff. Did an awesome job. I mean, you look through this stuff and it's so cool. And the stuff yeah, dude, wrote. I've seen some that are just like super cool. Yeah, like the way that's they, art you know, in and of itself. I mean, you go to like uh, fairs and stuff and they'll have like, um, like an area. I know for the uh, county fair. Yeah. They have like, you go into uh, the building. I forget what the hell the name of the building is there on the fairgrounds. But uh, you go in there, and they'll have, like, a whole area of just scrapbooking that people do. And it's all, like, crafts. It's like a craft fair inside. And you go, and you can vote on stuff, and they'll give ribbons to certain really? things. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Like There's always clowns in there, too. They're <laughs> really, they're older. Calling. They're older. They've been doing it forever. And, like, I'm, it was funny because I, when I saw them, I'm like, oh, I... I remember these guys, you know, they have a little <laughs> cart that they fill the balloons up with. And Did you have, like, one single tear rolled on That's your <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like your moment had yeah. passed. <laughs> well, they got to, I mean, they're coming to retirement. They got, someone's got to take that crap over. So were there, like, at least three other hustle. people that were doing mm-hmm. that? Uh, I, I, I don't know many uh Are clowns. mines considered clowns, or are they? Um, so oh, I that's, feel like that's a huge touchy yeah, topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like. So that's like, yeah, I, the clowns and uh, clowns and mimes don't get along. No, no. So like, how mimes do, you, are, do you guys like b- balloon animal sword fight or like how do they you? They don't. Start? They don't do. They, they don't use anything. They don't do any of that. They just use their hands. Yeah, they're stupid. They, I'm sure that they're, so you, they're you use an ima- you use a blow up balloon. Sword, yeah, and they use an imaginary sword. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And mimes, but then they're always trapped by the wall, so like you can't get to them. And, <laughs> yeah, they put themselves in a room. Yeah, they box themselves in all the time. With a mirror, like a two-way mirror, and, then... <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> they're really gone. They're do like, you remember the movie Road a uh, Euro Trip? Yeah. Where they, yeah. Where they got to the robot? Yeah. With them. The dude yeah. got to dance off with the mind yeah. about the robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. And he, he, like, blew him out of the water, too. No, and I, honestly, for a, a uh, answer to that question, I have no idea if, like, mimes are in the clown family. Have you ever encountered a mime as a clown? Um, No. Honestly, they, they weren't in like the same college. No, is there is there a mime college? I just gotta be I don't around know. here. That's not nice. This clown college you feel thing like was we like should a program create a faction and maybe we go should. looking for some mimes. <laughs> I feel like there's more. I I honestly I've never seen a mime in real life. Oh man, have you? What about, think about it. No, what I'm about the, like? No. What about the I've living seen statues? But the living what, are they considered like mimes? mimes? I would say yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah, much well. I suppose, but they don't look like a typical mime because you think of like the French beret thing with like the right, the you know, striped shirt, yeah. suspenders, and Red. white gloves. Mimes are a French yeah. thing, I'm sure. Yeah, there's probably a big like thing that came up through the French. Why I think living statues are like Greek or Roman or something. Like yeah, that, they right? dress up. They'll, well, they'll they'll put on like a bronzing. Like so, it those were big like, when I worked at Disney World. There was a, a ton of those living really? statues. Yeah, Jeez, that'd be yeah, creepy. creepy, dude. There was sometimes where <laughs> like. Like, you would just think it was another statue, and then all of a sudden it fucking move, and you were like, whoa! I have a question about that, because I see videos of, like, people dressing up as uh, shrubbery, okay? They're, yeah. they're in a pot, and all of a sudden they jump out at somebody, and they scare the living shit out of them. Do they have insurance? Because what happens with these people, like, if they, you know, if did they, they scare the wrong attack. person? Yeah, exactly. Or they trip and fall and knock a tooth out or something. Right, or do you think they're, like, frozen up there, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck, I have a really itchy face, and, like, they're... There's like three old people coming up on me. Yeah. I'm going to have to hold this pose for another 15 minutes till they find where the bathroom is. I can't give them to a heart. My fucking nose is. My nostril was killing me. There was a mosquito right on the end of my nose. (laughs) 
It wasn't my fault. It was just a case <laughs> of bad timing. <laughs> Do you ever think one's like been sitting there doing their thing and like as like drug deal is going on right in front of them? <laughs> like something like, <laughs> like, and they're a witness to this like crime now, and they can, like, all like, of a sudden, like, there's like a murder that happens <laughs> in yeah. front of them. <laughs> <laughs> never, never in their entire life did it matter more to act like that. We call Stan Nico. <laughs> yeah, he's Nico dressed up. Yeah, statue. like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, where did this? The defense is all getting mad. Like he was not part of the, the roster. Where was he? Show him in this picture. <laughs> oh my god! That oh, it sounds like a new Law and Order episode. I know. I was going to say that <laughs> if they haven't covered it already. Hmm. Something to look into, Ross. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say if it's not, we should do something with it. Yeah, we could be human statues around the Amanash area. Is that considered an artist outlet? Um, you gotta paint yourself, right? Body yeah. Art. Well, and that's a body art. There, there is, and uh, that's something that uh, you you see actually on TV. They've had reality television shows of these body artists that compete against each other, and that's some pretty cool art. I love that. So, like yeah. when I sit down, I get a meal, and I sit down to eat. That's the first thing on is shows like shows that. like that. Yeah, yeah. Like a new makeup one now, which I'm a little bit. I like I like makeup. I like my makeup. It does feel like an art outlet for me. But There's I, definitely some creative like people yeah. that do crazy stuff with that. Yeah. And hairstylists too, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. No, it is you see some like the, the beard competitions or like the mustache yeah. competitions too. The way they have their Yeah, some like, of those are pretty wild. <laughs> the, man. Like they judge it by like the thickness yeah. of your beard. <laughs> it's like a like all those things are like pretty big commitments. You yeah. Know? Like, oh yeah. It's like the guy who I always wondered about this, the guy in the uh, um uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, that um, grew his nails out. Or not Ripley's Believe It or Not, it's um, Guinness Book of World Records um, that have that had the long fingernails and held the world record for it. And you just walk around with these fingernails that are just like Yeah, they're like long, long and curled yeah, up. He can't, oh. he can't do anything. Like he's ha- He has to have someone help him with shit in life all the time. Like You're choosing to be Well, yeah, how do you yeah. wipe your ass with that? I, yeah, right? Today. <laughs> It's one of those yeah bidet. I've yet I've never used a bidet. We're gonna go on it. We're already on a tangent, so we'll go on a little bit more. Does <laughs> like anybody use a bidet? Minute, you guys ever use a bidet? No, I've no. not. No, nope. I've never I even. I feel like I saw to. one when we were younger at that house. We used to go to Christmas the Japanese restaurant at. I work yeah. at has one in the women's bathroom, and so like when I'll be cooking in front of tables, like. Uh, You'll see, like, you'll get, like, drunk middle-aged women that leave the table, like, three times to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, okay, I've been here for a long time. I I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Why just the women's bathroom? Um, I don't know. Yes. Men, men don't he- give a shit about I hear their that heated. <laughs> I hear that it's heated. Oh. You see Everything's so comfortable. I think there's a blow-dry option. <laughs> oh, my God. I, okay, so I went to Germany last year. <laughs> and, um, you know how we, we wipe our asses with toilet paper, right? It's dry. It's uncomfortable sometimes, but we do it. And the people from, like, Norway or just anywhere else in Europe. European is Norway? Is Norway. Yeah, it's Europe. It's, Norway. Uh, I almost said Norwegia. I just watched a movie that had the <laughs> woman on there said Norwegia. It's in my head. Okay. <laughs> so they, they'd carry around wet wipes because they can't handle just using dry toilet paper. So 
my buddy. La-di-da. Exactly. He's like, he's like, ask them. But that's ask not they still like with. bidet status. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's pretty common in Japan. The French that's I know what I'm saying, but not in America. It's not necessarily, you don't like carry around. Here in America. <laughs> way behind on bathroom, like, technology. <laughs> yeah, we are. You go to like Korea, like South Korea and stuff. Like, my dad went there on a trip and he said like, it's insane, the toilets there. Like, they have, like, a row of, like, two dozen buttons, like, on the side of the thing. One blows hot air at your feet while you're taking a shit. Like, what? Yeah, it's, like, it's everything. It's, like, a luxurious Heated seats experience. There's an iPod dock on the back. Holy like, shit. Our government's been rolling out on us. That's not right. <laughs> like, why don't we deserve these things? We need to take a stand against the American Plumbers exactly. Association. What are we... But then think about what are we... Putting our energy <laughs> besides that, like what Nuclear are we finding weapons. more yeah. important? Exactly, like stupid, stupid ass shit. Like I want a heater on my feet when I'm taking a shit. Yeah. That's what that's I want. What I, I have a heat register. Wipe my own ass. That's what. <laughs> that's what <laughs> preposterous. You want me to put my hand where? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> fucking funny. <laughs> All right, we can jump back into this here. Yeah, that's, I think we've had a good runner there. Yeah. So, when you're creating art, you ever find yourself in like lulls? Like it's real easy a for depression? people. Sorry. Well, yeah, like lulls, like just you know, dry spells where it's easy for people to like push things aside and focus more on like daily life and like issues, paying bills and like all that stuff. I mean, do you ever find yourself like going through a period where it's like, like you have to push yourself to like. Yeah, yeah, to like to start creating again, and then once you're once you're into it again, obviously it's a lot easier. But do you ever go through those periods where it's like you got to get yourself over that hump to? Yeah, every day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually because it's my job; it's my full time job to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I do have that normal aspect of everybody else. Like I wake up, I go to work, I do the work, I come home. Sure. So it's it's mostly my motivation to earn money. Um. But outside of that, I still, even, I mean, um, I think I'd be more shit out of luck if I didn't have, if I didn't live with somebody. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, yeah. we are collective. We pay for bills together. Right. We, you know, that kind of thing. If it was just me, I think I would be, I'd have, I mean, that would be more of a motivation to like, yeah. light a fire under my ass. But um, I go through days where it's like, I am just not in the mood for this. I, I usually have more than one project going on at once. And so it doesn't necessarily mean just because you got to me first with your project doesn't mean I'm finishing your project first. Right. Um, whatever my, my policy is, whatever the hell I am motivated to do, I'm doing that first because at least I'm being productive. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and then you're not standing in your own way of creating the best, the best, best outcome for each for customer. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. So if you're so, going into it half ass, it's going to yeah. show with uh, work. Yeah. Yep, and I do get I do have days where I have to like in the middle of doing it I have to push past it, but um like there's like certain stages of an art piece that I'm not like super uh, like thrilled to do. But once I get past that stage, you know, it's smooth sailing from there and it's fine. But um yeah, I think that sitting in front of the TV helps definitely what I found out was that if I play in the background shows that I've already seen before, so things I don't necessarily have to keep my eyes on the whole mm-hmm. time. I can work on what I'm working on. Um, but having the background, like a like New Girl is a 
hilarious show. Uh, New Girl is one I've heard for a lot of people in the office is another one. That yeah. Right. Well, and it's because, yeah. like, you, you can invest, like, a little bit and, like, follow what's going on. And it's it's keeping your mind occupied. So it helps you keep that distance from what you're doing yeah. at the forefront. I definitely can do that, like, uh, you know, when like, I'm writing or, like, game planning or figuring out, you know, any of the details or outlines that I need to create. Uh I'll put on, like, podcasts, podcasts are like yeah. that for me. But, yeah, like, sitcoms, because you don't invest, like, fully into the storyline, you know. Right. I definitely tried that, where you put, like, an intricate album or, an intri- you know, a deeper, complex story on. And, and then you're listening to the story. Yeah, yeah you're, like, invested yeah. all in that, and you're not getting any work done. Yep. Or, like, stuff that's too stupid that you're, like... You know, like, why is this noise even happening right yeah, now? Like, but, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, again, it's, it's about finding that that balance to, like, hold yourself back from a point with a different perspective, you know? Yeah, I think that um, I have a problem. Well, I know exactly. My mother loves to multitask, okay? And this is something <laughs> that, statistic, okay, let's see if I can say this. <laughs> Statistically, women <laughs> like to do and are better at. Um, and we're not going to get into an argument about that. I'm sure that there are <laughs> outliers, but, um, I like to do more than one thing at one time. So it, to have that background noise helps me create, um, that's been too, when I'm in school, I actually did one of my NHS projects in high school. Um, we had to do some sort of like, um, study you okay. had and you got to pick what it was. And you had to write out a questionnaire um, and hand it out to your classmates. And mine was about doodling during class. Okay. If it was a negative thing um, or if it actually helped some people take in information. Yeah. Um, so I did all this research on it. And it turns out, I mean, if that's your outlet, like if that's what, if you need to be doing something with your extremity, you know, right, like yeah. with your hands while you're learning, um, it can actually help you. Well, I think, I things. think like, it's been there's definitely studies that show and prove that like uh, more not necessarily creative but like more hyperactive brains uh, need to take on more levels of of things at once. Processing, yeah, Sensory right. Processing, things, yeah, 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 for sure. I definitely can say that I've been like that most of my life. Yeah, same here. You know, and, and then you run the. the the risk, obviously, of starting a million projects and never finishing any of them. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely say as I've gotten older and become aware of that, uh, I've been able to apply myself and, like, you know, really push to, to see a project through. Even just this idea. This just started out as an idea last April that we were just talking about in the basement, you know. And here we are with our fourth episode working on our fifth and sixth. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's that's a gratifying thing, especially when you know yourself as somebody that starts a bunch of projects and, and, never finishes and hopes something. for the best, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, oh, my intentions were there. Yeah. That's nice. That's not quite enough to carry me through, but it's a happy thought. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think um, somebody that is a type, is a type B, type B personality versus type A. Type A is more li- uh, list. Yes, very list oriented. Yep. Yep. Um, so it, to be an artist, you're typically more type B, um, and kind of go with the flow, like whatever happens, happens. But in artistry, like it's, it's 
you kind of do want to apply some more type A things right. to keep yourself on track. Um, so I think that it's a learned behavior for artists. To be yeah, happy. right. And you have to be, you have to be aware of it, right? So like, like I feel like I'm more type A when I, you know, when I was prescribed Adderall and I was on it, I would make lists for everything. I'd make lists about my lists. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, you know, when I got off of it, um, uh, you know, I was like, ah, you know, we'll just see what today brings. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you get a couple things done, but yeah. you know, like, you know, but you're not um, stressing yourself up. How does but exactly. You're not like, you're not like hyper focused on accomplishing like, and that's not always bad. There's, no. there's definitely like that sometimes. Yeah. There's definitely advantages that come from that, you know? Um, but like, you know, ideas like, like this, you know, like I was talking yeah. about, like, these were very natural ideas that we accomplished without needing that like booster or that push or that hyper focus. Yeah. Um, and, and those are, I feel like that's a lot more gratifying than like, why'd you finish it? Well, I had to. <laughs> why? Because yeah. my brain told me I had to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, I was just, I needed to get out from under myself, man. I was, Right, a lot of pressure on myself, and now I can finally breathe. But like having that experience and that feeling of that pressure, I can go back to being my more natural type B personality, but apply some of that discipline as far as why'd you get it done? Because it's a project I've been working on that I want to see through to to fruition. You know. Oh, and that's one of the things with this. I like a lot of the focus was getting the first episode. And then once we got the first episode and put it out there, it was like, all right, now what? Yeah, we both kind of like looked at each other <laughs> like, oh, fuck. I didn't think to this point. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we, now we got to keep going. All our lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what this notepad is. It's like yeah. list after list. Yeah, like, you know, we write down our ideas and our yeah. thoughts and like, see how we can incorporate it and how we can change things and how we can keep advancing and like yeah learn i think that's a big part of any art is just um starting wherever you're at and then the more you do it the more you practice the better you're going to get at it does it mean you're going to be the best ever at that thing just because you keep practicing maybe not but you're you yourself are getting gratification because you're improving Yep. Right, and you're creating your own voice and your own style yep. and your own message, and you're learning who you are in the process. I yeah, think. It's definitely, it's definitely fulfilling. So, be an artist, y'all. Yeah, because <laughs> there is no such thing as art; only artists. Right. There it is. That's what. That's the idea. That's the whole idea, guys. It's like when you hear the name of a movie in a movie. Yeah, you're like, oh, you know, and you're like, that's it. That's it. That's the moment. Yeah, or the, yeah, why a song is titled the way it is. You know, you look up, like, the most common lyric, and then when they deeter from that, I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, on purpose. Yeah. Like, why didn't you say the name? Yeah. <laughs> you hear, why did like, you never say that the entire time? Like, old school, like, shows, like, Broadway shows are like that, too, you know? Like, it's, like, the most, it's, like, the pinnacle, the most dramatic moment, and you hear the name of the show, in in the context that yeah. it was written, and it's like that's like that's the, the big build, yeah. Like, like, the crowd is like, <gasps> yeah, right. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, uh, getting back on track here, what what's the uh, most favorite piece that you've ever done or type of art type of thing? Yeah. Um, for painting, I think my most favorite thing was uh, it was a 
picture of an old man sitting by a fire. It was Grandpa Bud. Yeah, that, that was a good. The coolest one yeah. I've done. That was oil. I did that in oil paint, and then um, it was very like it's cool light source, you know, to have somebody sitting by a fire. It's like the only thing that's lit is what's facing the fire, right? Yeah. And then everything else is really harshly dark. Um, but then it made it even more interesting because an old man has a lot of wrinkles, yeah. a lot of uh, depth in his face. Yeah. Know? So there was actually a lot of dark within his face too, um, in the folds of his shirts and stuff. So I think that that was probably my coolest. Do you painting. find that kind of like tells a story too? You know? Like, yeah. I was yeah. like, why is this old man sitting by this fire? Yeah, well, and that's that's yeah. what's beautiful about it. Like you look at any painting, anybody can come up with their own story for that painting. I know another one, and going on Onaway again with the fire. Yeah. Um, probably the same fire, but a different year. Yeah. But the uh, fire on the U, when we do the fire on the round or whatever. Yeah. And. Uh, we burn flags. We burn, we burn, yeah, flags. we burn. So, so one of the things we do is we retire flags. Yeah. And uh, my sister had painted this painting. It's one of my favorites of hers, of this flag on fire on top of a pile of wood. And anybody can look at that and be like, oh. Like that's a burning flag, you know. Like what? You're not what's? To do that. Yeah, that's why. Why? You know, so it's kind of interesting. But... So you kind of like apply your avenue of like candid photography to painting as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, she'll 100%. take the picture and then she'll paint the. That's picture. really cool. That's See, I mean, and yeah. since you mentioned it, I've been thinking about it. I really, I really appreciate that. You know, like, like you'll see, like, uh, like National Lampoon. I know has a lot of. If you Google them, you can check. But just like on-set photos, you yeah. know, so like behind the scenes. Yep. And like I've always appreciated that because that's art being created before your eyes. Yeah. Right? And you get to see a firsthand, you know, and that's anywhere, you know. If, if it's a person sitting around a campfire playing a song or just somebody sitting there thinking, you know, like I think that's a really cool perspective. And I've definitely – I can think back on a few – instances where uh pictures of me or pictures of events that i was at it's been really cool to like like revisit those yeah. those you know like i said those more candid shots of the behind the scenes that you're not well, seeing up front did yeah. you ever see uh jim and andy the great beyond yeah with jim that's oh, one of my favorite oh, <laughs> like, seriously, Dude, i think i probably watched that thing 15 <laughs> times and yeah. each time i'm like Everyone needs to watch yeah. this. Yeah. If you have not Holy seen it, cow, check out Jim yeah, and Andy the Beyond. Yeah. It's all about uh, Jim am, Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. And I think that's one of the things that, after taking myself off of Adderall, helped motivate, to help me to realize that, like, passion and commitment can totally get you through further than any, yeah. any manufactured substance and that's yeah. jim carrey's a perfect example of that yeah he would just dive into these oh roles. man that i i always liked jim carrey when i was younger obviously the classics like ace yeah. ventura yeah, liar mask yeah right um even in living color like i'm old enough to remember that yeah. um, pants. <laughs> 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 you know but after i watched the documentary i mean i think it started with um uh oh uh, what's that fucking movie uh, Shaiza. Shaiza. But yeah. Blow the mind. Jim Carrey. So, like, for me. Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. It's, it oh, yeah. It started with yep. Eternal Sunshine, where I went from, like, oh, this guy's a comedian. To, oh, this guy's a legit actor. To, yeah, to, like, and, like, like not just, like, a, a like, a, like a, a Kevin Hart actor or, no, you know. No, he dives a, into the role. 
Right, like he's on the level of like Daniel Day Lewis, like a full investment. Yeah, and um, that that film definitely kicked it off. But the documentary Jim and Andy on Netflix, have you seen it? No, I've not. No. Yeah, check it, it out. It basically documents the entire time he became Andy Kaufman. He literally channeled the spirit and energy of everything that Andy Kaufman stood for. Yeah, there were people that were on set that were like, "Oh my god." That's Andy. That worked with Andy Kaufman. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Danny DeVito is on, on that documentary, and he's like, it's fucking insane. Like, couldn't <laughs> stuff that he wouldn't have just around. known. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mannerisms and just like. Mannerisms and like style and why. When he even talks about it beforehand, about how he just was like reached out to Andy Kaufman if there was ever anybody out there that would want yeah. to, but would want to come back and, you know, speak his story and it'd be Andy Kaufman. Yeah. So he kind of. Put himself out there for Andy. It's wild, and, it's, and you see, you see the transition, yeah, of Jim Carrey because he, they go to cuts of him post that experience where he talks on it, you know, and he talks about how it changed him and why it changed him and how he sees things and why he sees things that way now. It's insane, like the the commitment to the art, like. Anybody that doesn't respect that doesn't respect that as an art. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's a great I'm glad you brought that up. That's well, and he plays, one of my all time favorites. Who's who's the guy that Andy Kaufman, the character that Andy Kaufman played to the On um, Taxi? Uh no, no, not on Taxi. <laughs> it was his like manager. Oh yeah. Um I can't uh, think of his Tony, name. Tony yeah. something. Yeah, Tony something. So he when he would go into this Tony character uh, he he would do a totally different thing than what he did with Andy, and that was one of the things. Is Andy would even break character while he was playing Tony. Tony Clifton, but Tony, yeah, Tony Clifton. Yeah, that but, uh, was, and he was like the most offensive, yeah. like, chauvinistic, racist, yeah. like, quintessential nineteen like fifty two like ball like you know like uh, casino fucking entertainment like yeah, always had a glass of scotch like. Didn't give a fuck who yeah. he offended or how. Yeah. But then Bob Zito was Andy Kaufman's like right hand man. Yeah. And so he had a thing where him and Bob Zito, so like, like Tony Clifton, Andy Kaufman would get booked to be Tony Clifton at an event, and Andy Kaufman wouldn't even go. Bob Zito would go and be Tony Clifton. So then they started booking events where Andy Kaufman would be on the air talking to a night show host and then Tony Clifton would be 10 feet to the right. Yeah. You know, so, it wasn't so he really went out on a limb to like, is... to make it known that he wasn't Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton was a very alive and individual being. You yeah. Know? Even though it was him who played him the majority. Yeah. Of the time. Right. And the I'm two of them created it. I'm seriously trying to follow. And it's, I, it's all going over. Watch, watch, <laughs> watch the like, documentary. Oh, yeah? it'll, it'll, oh. Watch it. Watch it tonight. Because okay, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it shows the genius behind behind Andy Kaufman. Though. You're gonna watch it, yeah, and yeah. then you're gonna be like, oh, I get uh, it. No. I get it. But when Jeff weren't so. just <laughs> CBD <laughs> rambling, <laughs> <laughs> when when Jim Carrey would play Clifton, though, he would dive into that character and not dive out of it. Well, even as Andy Kaufman, like yeah. he got into physical altercation with, with um, people and they were like, dude, uh, just yeah, the wrestling dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dude, he would, <laughs> he would just, and that, that was one. Yeah. Just 
Definitely watch it, Leah. You're going to enjoy it. Okay, Ross, I will. Okay, Ross. <laughs> highly, re- I highly recommend, Leah. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, Tommy, I got it. All right, Tommy. <laughs> was, 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 we don't want Tommy to feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> Say my name. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, can, don't that, do that runs in the family. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I do basic white girl stuff. So. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> not true. No, she's not that what, basic. She's <laughs> drinking a bush light. Yeah, you know, no, she's she's a good shit. I have to give her crap. Is that, I do is have it? highlighter on my nose. I contoured today. <laughs> so is it up to me now? Or are we on my question? I, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh no no no. Uh, what's your least favorite thing you did? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you we... said that very accusatory. <laughs> Spill the fucking beans. Yeah. What? Um, what did you let, hate? Let us have it. Come on. What is my least favorite thing? I think as a medium, I'll talk about just a medium in particular. I've been talking a lot about art and less about photography, and photography is more my like everyday life. Yeah, talk about photography a little bit. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch on this. I really do <laughs> fucking hate watercolor. Okay, <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, but I do. If somebody specifically wants me to do something in watercolor, I'll do it. I just don't feel. Really Are you popular. good at it too? No, well, okay. I am an artist, so like, I. It depends. You can make it do what you want. I can. I, I made it, and other people who can't do art would say, wow, that looks sure, really great. Yeah. But other people who watercolor, and yeah, they're it like, is what is this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who the fuck was this like is your first try? Figure yeah. paints or what? It's, not it's like, when I look at what I want to be able to do with watercolor, I am the least, I am the, I'm sorry, I am the most behind in watercolor, specifically yeah. okay. as, as a medium. Um, but again, like, if somebody wants that, I'm like, sure, yeah, I'm going right. to do this for you. Right, yeah. Good. Well, and it's cool Try because you can. grow as an artist from doing that. Yeah. I learn. Yeah, I mean, the more I do it, right, it's it's like Bob Ross. Practice 40 times and then record it. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but with photography, I think my least favorite thing to photograph Let's see. I would say newborns. Those guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah. They don't do what you want them to. They don't. They poop, pee, they cry when they want. They need to be. I think no one took times. a shit while we were doing our, yeah. our so, photos. <laughs> is that? Do you think that's why that one chick started putting him in food? <laughs> what is bowls of like, Gettys, right? Yeah. Is that her name? She made the calendars or the books with all the babies dressed in up food. As... Yeah, to make them suffer. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. It's fine. Hey, you're the grapes from Ann Gettys 2003 book. <laughs> <laughs> They just they're they're so fussy, and I do one hour sessions. Okay, so when I for the longest time, I would say, okay, yeah, you want newborns done? Sure, one hour. But I never limit myself. If I feel like I have not gotten to up to my own yeah, standard, right. I am there for three hours until we get that shit. So I'm spending three hours for the same price as I charge somebody for an hour. And it's not because of me. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> because it's damn crazy. Right, and they're standing there talking to you like, why won't... She's normally not like this. They, exactly. <laughs> Parents are like, they're, they're distraught. They're like, well, I don't understand. I think it's you. They, You're making yeah, my baby upset. Yeah, and they get like so impatient because they, they I think that they think that I'm suffering. And right. I... I, I definitely make it look like I'm not. So I don't know what they're... <laughs> yeah, and isn't that a weird position to be in to, yeah, like, right. have to, like, project that you're okay with everything yeah. because you're used to the situation? The entire time, I'm reassuring them. Like, your baby's not broken. Yes. This is what all of them do. <laughs> well, and then if they're a fertile... 
for for time parents. <laughs> if they're first time parents and they see me handle their their infant, they think that I'm incapable. They're like, "What are you? What are you doing? Yeah, right. Why are you touching her with your cold hands? You yeah. know, like it's like." But if it's their fourth, they're like, "Yeah, take her. You can have her." Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's most definitely just first time parents that have this like their helicopters. They're like. Oh, I'll I'll move her. I'm like, no, you won't, because you have no idea what I'm doing. Like, it's 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 just a. I think it's most. It's all over the board. It's difficult. It's dealing yeah. with the parents. It's yeah. Um, oh yeah, right. Infant, but it the reward. I mean, like the pictures afterwards are really nice. It's editing too, post production. They call that. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's hard too with infants because they come out with like baby pimples and shit, um, dry skin all over their face, and then this is when. Parents are all like, um, do you do like fresh 48 photos? And they're like, uh, what does that mean? I've literally never heard of that. And they're like, oh, well, it's like 48 hours after the baby's born. I'm like, do you know how ugly they are? At that time, I'm like, why would you want that? You're so covered in your vagina juice. Like, I would say no. Um, That's because like, somebody needs to have yeah, that realism. Somebody. Yeah. Well, well that's like, the thing is, they you maybe they want to be real. The yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, oh, people want birthing. And I'm like, do you know? <laughs> I, 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 I don't even want to see it's myself. Like I want my anymore. mom and I want my photographer in yes. the room. I charge for that. <laughs> right. And then the, the whole idea of like the vanity of that. Like you are probably the most unattractive in your entire life when you're pushing out. Yeah, right. And you want pictures of that. Some people poop. Yeah. You want, I, that's <laughs> Can you imagine what I, oh having it framed over your like mantle? Oh, yeah. I would be I so angry at my parents if they had that. <laughs> I think if I ever, oh my God, the crowning. <laughs> I would be so angry at my parents if I had to look at that until I was like 17. Like, oh man, I would snap. I'd throw a fucking candlestick through that thing. People would look at it and be like, what's that? Oh, it's art. It's art. This, yeah, is, exactly. art. this is little Tommy's first moment on this earth. <laughs> His first set of hair. Oh, shut up, mom. <laughs> oh, no. Mom, no! I think what I'd end up doing is like, um, probably out of spite, if somebody convinced me to do a birthing thing, I would take a picture of their shit. I would take a you picture of their You want this? You want this? You asked for this. Just rub their face in it. <laughs> oh, is my this God, what you dog. want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. So I, I actually reached out because I didn't know if my, like, I felt re- pretty strongly about not doing birthing photos. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I would think that'd be something that... You gotta draw your, you gotta yeah. draw your draw own lines, right? Yeah, and I definitely, that was something, I have enough friends that are close enough with me that would allow me to see their badge. So <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I, I could, I'm capable, but I reached out to like other friends that are nurses and said, how do you feel? Have you ever been in a room with a photographer, like claiming the room, like your workspace? Yeah. This is where you would work, you know? And then Out of my way, doctor. Exactly. I need to get the shot. This is art. I need to get that spread eagle. Like, it's yeah. not, that sounds, it's so not me. No. I'm, there's no way I'm getting in the middle of Well, that's of the thing else. is when you are photographing, you get into that mode and it's a good mode to be in, especially when you're doing weddings and big right. events with a lot of people. I've seen you pull in a group of people and get the photo you need to and uh and be assertive which is something that right yeah not, sometimes it's like, like pulling beats <laughs> with people man yeah, yeah. well that's the thing it takes a certain temperament type yeah, thing like that for sure and i think that's part I've of the seen job some photographers my friend they had their wedding and i was pretty well lifted the entire day I mean. <laughs> and, uh, you know, i was escalated <laughs> in all of my senses stimulated you know stimulated. i was and I was the smart ass, and, uh, you know, she, I could see her, like, 
gritting her teeth every time I made some smart ass comment or like <laughs> defied what she like all day. Yeah. <laughs> By the end, I ended up asking her on a date, and then her husband walked up, so oh, then I yeah, just yeah. went back to the bar she and continued. She put up with your shit all day, and that was attractive <laughs> to you. Yeah, like, oh, I got a good interview. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I deal with. Like, what that's not my normal temp. My normal temperament is to just go with the flow, but when I'm shooting a wedding, and it's it's time for family photos, it's my least favorite part of the day. Yeah, yeah. that would be hard. Everyone Getting is, a group is, of people together. I can't even imagine actually knowing if somebody was, like, high as a kite during all of it. I'd be like, <laughs> are you just... Just They're the don't ones move. that wear the sunglasses the whole time. Oh my god. It's just everybody wants to be a jokester. Everyone wants to be like, yeah, oh, right. oh, we're having fun. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, listen, I am paid to be here. <laughs> this we need to get this done. We have 20 minutes. And if you don't fucking listen to me, so you try and make it as fun <laughs> yeah, as possible. Right? Listen, Brad. Yeah. Tyler said the same thing last weekend. I know. And it's not funny. I, they think they're original. <laughs> they think they're cracking the best jokes. Like, oh, and then they say, Oh, you you probably like that you get this all the time, right? I'm like, I literally do. I do. So if you could just not That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so you gotta crack another, the whip, right? Yeah, whole nother segment that would be on like, shit that you deal with during photography. Um, but yeah, you just I, my, what my brother was talking about earlier is that he doesn't normally see me in that role, and I think the first time was when I photographed our cousin's wedding. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, "Who is this?" Yeah, I was like, I was telling everybody where to go, and both my dad and my brother were both like, "Well, geez. she is okay, <laughs> all right." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "We got ten seconds to get this one done, and on to the next." The little one's barking orders. Again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Typical. <laughs> 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 I know you'll be able to speak on this because you said that uh, what you create is is your means of of financial income. Um, so how do you feel about that being an artist has been able to be applied as you journey through life and find yourself on the paths you find yourself on? So I think that it's been apart from it being like, I, I've learned a lot, quite a lot business wise, um, uh -huh. regardless of whatever I did, I am ultimately an entrepreneur. And so I've learned how to be that. I don't think that that's my normal personality, Yeah, right. especially as a type B more, um, a person I have had to definitely learn how to stay on top of things, how to be professional. Okay. Um, so I've learned business wise, how to be a business woman, yeah. um, boss lady, hashtag basically <laughs> um, but, a lot of wine involved in that. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh, i think applying it to my life something that's coming up like that i'm picturing right now is the fact that when i started painting i started looking at the world very differently um i i started looking at things and wondering how i could paint them so that's awesome yeah so as i'm like going over like a bridge over water just like I'm like, well, that would be a cool painting or, you know, anything that I'd see, I'd like, I usually have my camera. If I'm prepared, like if I'm going on a hike, I'm going somewhere that I know is going to be beautiful. When I lived in Colorado, it was like everywhere you went. So yeah, I'd right. Yeah, camera. it's beautiful there. I mean, like when I came and visited you, um, what was it? Not even, it was like about a week, wasn't it? Not even. Yeah. Yep, you guys stayed. But we, yeah, yeah, just so amazing. I'm sure you've been in like Red Rocks and yeah. stuff. Oh like, yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous out there. Northern California is the same way. Yeah, everywhere you go. Yep. If just... you drive from Colorado to California, the best fucking drive. Yeah, Utah gets yes. crazy. The whole thing, it's beautiful. It's yeah. sixteen and a half hours. Southern Utah is not. That's like a whole other planet. It's yeah. all red. Yep. Yeah. Like I the, honestly, 
everyone's moving to Colorado, and maybe weed has something to do with it. Yes, it does. But <laughs> I always suggest, like, dude, go to Utah. And they're like, the Mormons live there. And I'm like, well, if you're not gay, you're Mormons fine. are really nice people. Yeah. yeah Mormons right. are very Unless nice you're people. a lesbian or gay, and then they're, like, complete assholes. Yeah, yeah, but right. If you're not, it's a beautiful state. It's really pretty. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, like, I've driven through uh, different parts of Utah, but, like, it like to the west of Salt Lake City is nuts. That's all white. It's all white, and like yeah. you see the salt flats, and like it's crazy because like you go through this massive mountain range to the east of of Salt Lake City, and then you come down and it's flat, and it's like off in the distance there's like plateaus and stuff, but it's all white, and it's crazy. It's totally it's different, otherworldly. Yeah, yeah. 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 You you go there to see that specific type of thing. Mm-hmm. And Nevada too. Nevada has some yeah, definitely cool. some some desolate wide open spaces yeah it's but in the distance from the highway you always see like the hills the mountains yeah these crazy like basins and and bluffs and yeah it's pretty cool it's definitely trippy out there for sure yeah so i think just taking pictures like we touched on earlier anything that i'm motivated to paint is things that i myself have seen before and if i've taken a photograph of it i have a reference right uh, and then i like photographing or i like painting when i photograph so that's very cool it's fun yeah um so i kind of told you outside of this when we talked earlier a little bit about the the dude that i saw that'll like print his photographs and then paint over the top over the top see that's yeah. something yeah I, that intrigues me yeah it's really cool it took i mean i stood there for just five minutes before i was like is that a painting yeah. Is that a photograph? Like yeah. yeah. It took it took me a little while to decipher. And then I asked and finally it was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So he doing? paints the entire thing or just does painting over it? So he'll paint, he'll he'll take a photograph, yeah. print it, and then paint on the print of it. Okay. So not necessarily over it of the same thing. Like I've seen people go to antique stores and buy like an old ass oh, yeah. or something. And painting like paint, Godzilla or something. Yeah, painting yeah. like modern shit. And it's like, well, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it you is. Know, yeah, like those old, are really cool. Picture of a like a girl, you know, with her dog or something. Yeah. And and then they put like a villain or something in it yeah, right. popping out behind them, you know. Um is that kind of what he does? He like paints other things onto. So it? no, he paints over the items on the print. So, he does so paint like a, what's yeah, there. so like like one was a, a snowy, snowy park somewhere in a, in a bench, and the one that really like I focused on for a while was the bench, because it was like that looks like a fucking photo from five feet back. Yeah, but I'm standing right up next to it, and I'm like that very is clearly a painted bench you know yeah and so like they said i wrestled with it in my head for a while and then finally asked and he told me that he would print the make the print and then paint over but only certain aspects of it yeah so like the trees were very much a photograph of tree branches with snow yeah you know the bench was definitely photographed as a bench but he painted over it right and he so he manipulated the color and the style and the way yeah. it looked, it was really unique. I thought it was really cool. cool. I like that. Yeah, definitely that's intriguing. Something that, like I said, it invoked a lot of thought in my head. When it, highlights, well, it highlights that certain item, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, like what, yeah that bench, like I bench? said, he had like probably, I would say, at least 10, maybe 15 photographs on there. And yeah, the bench is the one that I was just like, 
fixated on yeah. she was the one that was fucking with me the most you yeah know? <laughs> that's, cool. that's a something we talked about before it kind of while we're talking about another artist and how how neat their style is um is if i don't paint for myself it gives me an opportunity then to support other artists that i'm interested in yeah right. i never would try i wouldn't have thought I, even in what I do, take a photo, paint the photo, you know, like I would right. have never thought to print my photo and paint over the top of it. So it's really cool to, to hear every, like other people's style, what they do. Yeah, and trying different things. Like that's one thing that I've noticed a lot, especially since we started doing this, is you meet a lot of people that in order to find their style, they try a lot of unorthodox techniques mm-hmm. and develop their their style from that and something they're really good at their own path with it yeah right finger painting is something that's really like you can get some really neat finger paintings there's some people who do like you see like videos of it just using their fingers and like all of them at the same time it's already hard enough (laughs) to move like one thing one paintbrush and then all of a sudden they're taking 10 fingers and like yeah. You can tell it's a trained art almost, too, mm-hmm. because a lot of these people are street artists that are going to sell their art. Right, and it's a refined like, technique, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's a technique cool... technique is something It is. It's doing. like one of those, like, like the spray paint artists that, like, you see at, like... They're amazing. Festivals yeah, and the shit, ones that and they can bust out, like, a, a go- galaxy picture yeah, in, like, yep. seven It's minutes. always galaxies. Yeah. And, and what, it was, like, so. a cone in, like, two circles. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I had a buddy get into that. It was, um, he picked up a hobby, and, like, he was posting his progress. And the yeah. more I did it, like all the things, you know, you learn um, the different tools. Like even if it is just a like you rip cardboard in half and yeah. there you go. Like you learn how to use other things to apply to what you're doing to amplify what you're. That's something Dad taught me actually. He did airbrushing. Yeah, yep, actually, and he and he got really good at airbrushing. Yeah, there, he yeah. was doing like backgrounds for like plays and Our stuff. Plays, and yeah. really, yeah, yeah he That's was really cool. good at it. I had to do it one time. I was photographing a prom, and I said I would have a backdrop, and I was like. I'll just airbrush, you know. Yeah. I'll be good as my dad. I go and do it. And I did it in my dad's basement with his equipment. And then he comes down and I'm like, Dad, I'm like almost in tears. I could not fucking make it out to save my life. And my dad just takes a piece of cardboard, rips it, makes it like some like jagged ass edge, and then goes, done. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Where were you? Half an hour ago. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's just like using your brain. And it is. It's cool. It's fun to watch that process take place it's 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 fun it's cool to see people use trash you know like yeah, yeah. random objects to like yeah to like create something that's like wow that's fucking really cool, cool yeah. when the other artists we talk to that's like more their style we actually uh like Jeremiah, yeah. Like he whatever he's can get a hold of, that's what he uses. Yeah, he'll paint, I've seen him paint on huge pieces of cardboard, like refrigerator boxes. Yeah. If he can't afford like a canvas or anything, yeah. you know, he'll, and then he'll include different medias as well. You know, that's really it's it's cool to watch. It's definitely yeah. a cool process to watch. Taking something like out of the ordinary and amplifying it. Yeah. yeah. Not that cardboard's out of the ordinary, but like painting on cardboard. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, well, and it creates a different texture. It creates a different feel. You know, so you have to manipulate it into something that... When he said he was even stretching his own canvases out of different materials. Yeah. I had to do that when I took uh, took a course in college. 
and they one of part of it was like we had to stretch make our own. Canvas. Well, we even went and used saws. I fucking hate power tools. <laughs> and they made us go and cut um, our own frame yeah. and then glue it together, yep. do all the things, and then stretch our own canvas over it, and then we painted over the top of it. Yeah. So from start to finish. Yeah. Like... Yeah. And it's a cool skill to have. I'm right. glad that they taught me that. Um, that was with photos too. But you can buy them too. that way. Yeah, you can spend five freaking dollars, and then I don't have to use a power tool. That sounds awesome. Well, um, and the time too put into it. Yeah. Yeah. With photos too, like my first class was, um, they taught me film in a digital world. Like, it was we were already full fledged. I was shooting weddings with a digital camera, yeah. and my first photo class was film, um, and it was really nice to learn. I'm, I would fail miserably if i had to use old uh, school? yeah old yeah. school yeah i'm so like i can take five photos and film them. school like that mm-hmm. so when i first started film school it was old school style mm-hmm. i mean digital was like coming into it but like even even like rendering your film after you recorded it to the hard drive was still real time so it would take like five hours to get all your footage into the program that you could cut it with. Yeah. And then, you know, I went probably 10 years later, went back, and it was an entirely different ballgame. Yeah. It was a whole different yeah. process. So yeah, so, like, the digital hard drive, we're shooting right to the digital the digital hard drives, and, like, you know, um, rendering it and uploading it was, like, five minutes compared to, like, five hours. Yeah. It was nuts, you know? So it was, like, I had to, like, start halfway through but, like, forget everything I learned about the forefront, you know? Yeah. So, like, I was able to take my appreciation for old-school filmmaking away from that. Yeah. Um, but it really didn't do much to help me as far as filmmaking now goes. Yeah, no, I think that it, the appreciation, um, I think maybe that just builds more character than it does helping right, you. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. you know, in your yeah, actual yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so... It was it was definitely a unique experience being, you know, the first fifteen years of my life were like, not with technology. I yeah, learning the old school stuff. Yeah. Like, pay sco- pay phones and you know like riding your bike outside and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old school stuff that's long gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's then coming back. Yeah, right. It's retro now. Yeah. <laughs> that's the big thing. It's retro. Vintage. Vintage. So, where do you see yourself going with your artistic endeavors from in the future? From here on out. Um, I think that one of my biggest things is um, because it's customized, I just feel like there's an unlimited yeah. source sure. um, for what I'm creating. Uh, so, and the fact that I will try anything, um, even if it's a medium I freaking hate, <laughs> I will see how it goes. Um, but I think that I'll continue to do this. It's a different kind of life, not having a an employer, mm-hmm. um, having to like pay for your own health insurance and those types of things. Yeah, right. Um, it kind of yeah. makes me want to have some sort of job just to make it easier for yeah, that right. type of thing. Yeah, it's hard to forge that kind of life in this day and age, you know. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, you know, hats off to anybody that can do it. I definitely admire the people like yourself, that really find a way to make it work, you know? My mom helps. <laughs> My mother's a tax professional, so if I didn't have her, I would not I would not figure it out. I'm still learning um, yeah. a great deal. But I think that um, gradually, like I said, 
the type of personality I like to go with the flow. And so the, the idea that I have to self-motivate and um, learn the business side of all of this, I think that I'm just going to grow from here on out. Yeah. You know, I'm going to keep making what I'm making for people, uh, but I'm going to learn. I mean, even from the mistakes and the bumps, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you learn what not to do. That's a huge part of. Yeah, a lot of life is adult. learning what not to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, what... <laughs> <laughs> you go through, you have your horror stories, and they're funny once they're done. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, we've definitely covered a few of those. Yeah. yeah. Like, for sure. I dealt with, you know, this, this, and this, you know, and then people are like, oh my God, that must have been terrible. And you're like, yeah, but look where I am today. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just, I mean, it's right. cliche, but it's And as, like a, as a comic or like a writer, like that's material at a certain point. Yeah. You know? yep. After exactly. you get over like the psychological damage that yeah. it's caused. Yeah. you know the like permanent scarring and you can look back and tell the story and laugh about well, and a lot really of the trauma. a lot of uh my comedy comes from tragedy plus time that's what they say yeah 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 so, fucking it yeah but yeah so um anybody that'd be coming kind of into this kind of stuff uh what kind of advice do you think you would give them as far as like to be an artist to be an artist to create to create to f- to find their niche and yeah. pursue it without being intimidated. Yeah, that's honestly that's what I want to Um, is to understand where you're at and understand that everybody gets better with practice. Um, again, bringing up that Mr. Bob Ross that everybody loves, dude yeah. was a freaking military sergeant or whatever. Yeah, you wouldn't have guessed it. You would have, yeah, and he decided that he didn't want to yell. For the rest of his life. Right. So he went into something that he thought was peaceful. And he, he decided to be an artist. So it wasn't even like he that was his calling in life. Yeah. yeah, it just it ended up, it fell in his lap. And he decided to run with it and practice. He was good at it. Yeah, he, he, I think that try. Yeah. Even just try something. And then if you're not great at it, nobody fucking cares besides you. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. you, you just got to keep going. If it's something you're passionate about, keep going. Um, and then... Try not to listen to the critics, you know, like right. people who, or sit and torture yourself by scrolling on social media, um, <laughs> following pages that like they do this for a living and have been doing it for the past 10 years when right. they just started. I do that still. And I will get sick. Like, I'm like, wow, I have a long way to go. And it's like, well, you're fucking 28 years old. That's fine. Yeah, you know? right. So you yep. have more. Yeah, you got you got to use that for motivation. But at the same time. You have to take it for what it's worth, and yeah. you can't let it defeat you. Otherwise, that's defeating the entire purpose of all of it. Right. When it's you find that in any art form, outlet. too, there's always going to be someone better, and that's because right, I've definitely had this talk with, like, comic yeah. friends of mine, yeah. you know? Like, like, they see these guys that are, like, on Netflix, and they're like, why am I not that good? Yeah. Well, because you're not there yet. Right. Why am I not naturally like that, you yeah. know? Like, it's well, a refined about, art, right? Like, how he's talk about trauma. Um. Those people that have all that stuff to talk about, can you just picture like their life? Like, what yeah. what did they have to go right? Through? Yeah, facing a lot of adversity yeah. to yeah, like. So, like, what would you rather? You yeah, know? like, would you rather that life? Right. You know, I was that? thinking about that the other day. I was listening to um, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was talking. I think it was Adam Curry about uh, like when he had Mike Tyson on the show, and like the the hard upbringing. Yeah. that you know Mike Tyson had and like the adversity that a lot of these artists face that in the long run are what creates their greatness you know yeah. getting through yeah. the yeah through those 
those hard times and, the, and those times when you get knocked down and getting up to to rise up even stronger. Yeah, rise up the ashes like a phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to uh, either Eye of the Tiger or Final Countdown. That's right. <laughs> Final Countdown. Either one's pretty epic after that. <laughs> I awesome. remember the last bit of work, I'd always think of the Final Countdown, like the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> Final Countdown. It is. It's that push, man. <laughs> We're in the home stretch. Yeah. Let's get it We're on. under one hour officially. <laughs> yeah. 49 That's my minutes. favorite. When it starts to go, like, it's like that. Two hours and twenty minutes. It's like fifty-eight minutes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean it's four fifteen? <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> We're so close. I can taste it. <laughs> so, do you have any like social medias anywhere people can contact you or check out your work? Yeah, my phone number is. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, my Instagram is camera friendly photography. And that is also my Facebook page. So that's going to have all um, my Facebook page is going to mostly have all my photos. Um, and then my Instagram is a mixture of my art and my photos. Okay. Mostly. All right. Cool. Anything else? I know on your Facebook, if you look through the photos, there is one labeled artwork or whatever that you have. Yeah. In yep. I don't update that super frequent i should actually put i just like to point out brother. that she's a white nationalist That's photographer it's <laughs> only for photographs of white people the majority of people. my clients are That's caucasian <laughs> unintentionally um, <laughs> i would i would love some diversity in my photos. Oh, so, if you're, so if you're a person of color please <laughs> i will give you a discount <laughs> i need to broaden my <laughs> you guys are fucking terrible. <laughs> Started this shit. <laughs> um, yeah, mostly, mostly those two places. So uh, here we are at the end of the episode. Yeah. So um, it's been. What do we have for recording time? We are over two this hours right yeah, now. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. Count. Two oh nine fifty five. So almost two ten. Yeah. Hell so, yeah, that's good content. Yeah. You've been a. Uh, Quality guests, yeah, for sure. definitely. I figured this would be good. Makes you feel good. That's what. <laughs> it was a lot natural. of fun. It was. It was good. It was a good couple Chatty hours. Chatty, 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 Chatty. I think we laughed more at you than Dan <laughs> or Tyler. <laughs> or Tyler, Tyler yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were great guests too. I mean, we've we've been very lucky to have very good guests up till now. So yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, and we got George tomorrow night. Ross just knocked on his leg, by the That's way. That's what... <laughs> I have a wooden leg. There's a guitar, there's a guitar <laughs> in the cabinet. There's I know. It's wood. way over there. It's, I was going to do the table, and I realized it's plastic. <laughs> so, so leg is the next best thing. Yeah. I pretended I pretended I had a wood peg for a leg. <laughs> All right. Because that's more sensical than pretending the table was wood. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, <laughs> we are, we're a so, mystical family. Don't here. question my, my processing here. Oh, that guy. Doc Antle from Tiger King? Yeah. He's a fucking, they ask him what he's a doctor in, and he said it, and I was like, no fucking shit. That's a doctor of mystical science. That's what I was like, yeah. yeah when I, you, you can fucking tell just by looking at you, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> you fucking cult leader prick. Right? Like, yeah, he's fuck. the biggest cult leader of them all, honestly. You look at him like he, out of, out of the whole group. Definitely. Felt bad because he had some really pretty girls there, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Just roped yeah, them in. The one that got away from him actually explained more of it. And yeah, the uh, one that got away. The one that got away. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you again soon. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> later. Yep, stay healthy. I hate when people say that. What, later? No, stay healthy.